Hello and welcome back to Beers with Buds. I'm your host, Andrew Friedman, the Cannabis Sommelier. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Today I'm joined by my very good bud, Chris, Chris Kong, King Kong, the man himself. Uh, <laughs> we met we met through the tattoo shop and I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining me. What's going on, homie? Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm living the dream, man. Honestly, we, we've got great beers lined up. We got a plate of meat and cheese and you brought me a present. Thank you. We got a lot of presents, actually. We we got some we got some things we gonna have to check out here. Fantastic! I'm stoked to uh, check them out live because the the bag is sealed with a warning label. So she that's... asked. She's like, "You want that sealed?" I was like, "Seal that shit up. Seal it." Do you want it to look professional? Gift wrapped, of course. Please of course. gift wrap it. Always. Um. So why don't you just kind of give everybody your spiel, tell everybody about yourself, and then we'll go. Um. My name is uh, Kong. My Instagram's Enso Kong. E N S O C O N G. Uh, that's actually my Vietnamese name. I guess some people call me Chris, but I'm going by Kong because there's too many Chris's in this world, so not many Kongs. But I've been tattooing for two years, going on three, so still a baby. Love what I do, but I also do enjoy eating good food, drinking a lot of beer and wine, and of course, smoking some cannabis. So I guess that's why we're, we're, we became friends. We, we had those weird interests that somehow kind of worked out because you love tattoos, that's for sure. <laughs> even though you kind of have, you keep them hidden well. You keep them hidden well. I don't know if anybody even knows I have tattoos. I wondered. Do people know that you have any tattoos you have? <laughs> Mo- most of the time I wear a suit and there's only th- five episodes uh, of, of beer and cannabis pairings where I wore a short sleeve shirt. Or if you see the cocktails, maybe sometimes <laughs> see my sleeves slipping in there, but I don't think anybody knows about everything else. I feel so. like if they ever saw your like chest piece and your stomach piece, they'd be like, all right, that guy's got to quit smoking so much weed, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <sighs> it's pretty gnarly. You should do a little little vlog episode one day of your tats. That'd be good. Because I don't think people would expect it. Well, it's an interesting idea because I always kind of started getting them for me. It was yeah. more of a me thing. And that's why I wanted to do my torso as opposed to like, my hands blatant, i guess or my see. my other sleeve because you know i told sarah do not let me get my left arm done until i'm 40 years old like no matter what i say don't let me do it because i want to make sure that that decision is the right decision but at this moment in my life everything going on in my torso and my back and that's just all kind of for me and myself progression i guess i'll be there for the face tat it'll, yeah it'll be happening it'll be a nice little little like cannabis psalm tattoo man i was thinking about doing the back of my neck that was like what would kind you do of, i don't even know i don't know if i would even um i don't think i will ever do it i said i would do like the the horimoto and just do, like the japanese bodysuit and i would never do anything on my hands nothing on my feet the nice business cut yeah nothing yeah. above my neckline because i wanted to wear a suit and be incognito no matter what but a little piece of me now kind of wishes i did now that i'm like wearing nice fancier clothes i'm like shit you do feel a lot more cool when you like bust it out and they don't know. It's like a secret. They're like, oh shit, there's a little more under the wrap in there. Okay. <laughs> but now it's kind of like it's on my hands and like my face a bit. So it's kind of like, oh, he's, he's got tattoos. Yeah, but you look like a tattoo artist, right? Like you're wearing the the, the, the uniform. The uniform. Like, I thought the tie was the uniform. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hairdresser. If I went into a barber shop and the barber had bad hair, oh hell, I'm not going to let him cut my hair uh so you know it's good to it's good i went to a tattoo artist once who didn't have any tattoos and i was like i don't want to be tattooed by you that That was in vegas and the guy was like you don't want to be tattooed by me i was like no i can't see any tattoos on you and he's like 
yeah, okay, I think I know the guy that can help you then. And this dude was about to leave, and he was like a huge hip-hop head. I was getting my 93 till infinity tattoo. Oh, damn. And this guy came back and was like yatted out, hands, face, like, and he was like, you want a Souls of Mischief tattoo? He's like, hell yeah, I want to do that for you. He's like, you want the little bird on it, just like a on the single? <laughs> and I was like, bro, you remember the cover of the single release? Like, there's a reason I turned that other guy down. He's like, that's the dude. Yeah. That's... I always say if your tattoo artist has less tattoos than you, you might want to. Can they really tell you that it, you're going to be all right and it's not going to hurt if they don't even have it there? You're like, how do you know, bro? Tattoo artist that says tattoos don't hurt is a douchebag. That guy's a liar. I hate the people that... <laughs> they're, I don't know if they're crazy masochists or they're like lying to themselves, but they're like, oh, I like the, I like how tattoos feel. It doesn't hurt. You're like, what the fuck are you I think it's. I think it's a tough guy persona because like, I'm mostly covered and I won't lie. It's been a fucking journey. <laughs> there's there's some shitty spots where people usually the people that say that it doesn't hurt when they get on the when they actually get down and you're actually tattooing them, it usually hurts a lot. And they're like, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know what's so different today. You're like, that's because you're getting a real tattoo now, man. Yeah, like, because now it's game on. It's it's always. I think people like to sound tougher because they think it's cool, but I think. You just have to be yourself about it. It yeah. hurts. You're getting stabbed with a needle. Over and, like, and over again. If you're doing your arms, man, don't even talk about loving tattoos yet. You still have beginner stage. When you start <laughs> leaving the arms, then you can tell me what it feels like. When you get right between your butt cheek on the little underneath your gooch there, <laughs> oh. you let me know how that feel good. I'll tell you it doesn't feel good. The tip of the tailbone <laughs> in your butt crack? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was one a painful was, spot. That's different. Yeah. It's almost violating. So uncomfortable and so painful. And you know, when I was getting that spot done... You were tattooing that uh, that that uh, tough chick, that MMA chick, while I was getting my butt. Oh, yeah. She was getting her first tattoo. She's and she her back tattoo. Right down the spine. Mm-hmm. And I was getting my butt done. And that was... Uh, that was that was awkward and fun and one of those great like tattoo shop moments that I'll never forget. One of those ones for sure. Yeah, because we met because you, you uh, were the apprentice of the guy who's been tattooing me oh, for yeah. the better part of my adult life and has done about... I guess 35, 40% of my body now, um, which is yeah, kind of crazy to a think A decent about. amount. All I have left is my legs, and those are just getting filled with kind of travel tattoos. I remember your little little pale body, and now you got so much black on there. Oh, it's hot. This, <laughs> I, do you experience this? Like, Well, I'm for sure you do. You're covered in tattoos, too. I take off my shirt now, and it's like beating sun on this huge... No, I haven't I haven't told anybody what the tattoo is yet. So I can't, It's a huge yeah, that's why skull and a huge snake. If you stretch the snake out, I bet it would be like 14 feet long. Just it's a it's pretty big danger noodle, you know? <laughs> it's a danger noodle of a venomous, venomous variety. I think I've told you this story before, but everybody else will appreciate it. So I asked Sarah... I was like, should I get my front or my back done first on my torso? And she's like, do your front. And I'm like, I remember that. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'm terrified because when we going through my nipple on the tattoo was like, <laughs> that was probably the most painful place. You ever. had to though. You had, well, to. I bailed on the second nipple. I was like, you are not doing it. We'll be back for um, that. Enzo tattoo. <laughs> Jacobs. Thanks for leaving out my second nipple. Um, yeah, but I'm going to go back and do it for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll just have that on the layaway right now. We're we going to get that. <laughs> Damn it, we have <laughs> Put that on the backup. Um, so I get this tattoo, and I come home, and because it's just the outline, it's like a big, it's a snake. It's a, Like I said, it's like a 14-foot stretched out snake, but it doesn't have any scales in it. So it basically looks like a like a, a, a water balloon. Um, <laughs> a mori eel? Yeah, a, a sausage uh, casing snaking <laughs> all the way from my mom's pubis up to my neck and she just started crying 
<laughs> I could see that for sure. Well, looking back at that first session, like I probably would have cried too if that's what I had to look like for the rest of my life. Thank God we spent another twenty hours like scraping away at my body. <laughs> like it's not even done yet. It's the rough lining. Hold on. Right. I'm the like, details they did. The the deets. Yeah. Wait for the details, and then and then the next session was like lining the snake the scales and, and then shit, it, right? and then it looked like a big fishnet stalking <laughs> winding through a skull and that was atrocious lace tattoos are in right now bro that would have been fire if you just held out is a that little a bit of shading in there put a little lace on little danglies the bitches love the danglies bitches love the danglies they can't resist it man danglies and i call them dangles danglies and it seems that everyone understands i don't know what they're really called though but yeah. dangly seems about right i'm trying to think of what it is too i'm like oh, i don't like, i have no idea for the it's just word. like little little dots and things hanging off of it yeah, and the strings dangles the dangles well me and sarah are gonna get tattoo rings and we're gonna get you and james to do our tattoo rings. are you gonna do a ring or are you think you're gonna do like a letter no rings a ring yeah i want a ring on my ring finger oh but they have a hard time lasting i'm not worried about it. how often am i in the tattoo shop no i mean like detail wise because it might just end up looking like a black bar yeah, that's all I want. I oh. I literally want a black, thick bar. Like, what would be the lining of, like, what gauge of line is that? Maybe like a nine, nine round. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would bu- I maybe even bump that up. What about up. her, though? She's a girl. She's going to get a fine line. Like a, like a... Just a little line? Like a tight five. Oh, you guys are so, like, hipster. Yeah. Well, we're going to have wedding rings, too. Ballin' but- ones? Uh, I don't want to... Are you a ring guy? I'm not really no, a ring guy. I'm super understated. Like, what I want is just a thin band then bad yeah like it it sucks how like a girl gets a badass diamond but as a guy you just get like a weird, weird like metal like carbon fiber or right. you know like i just want my tattoo one like honestly i you could buy me a 30 dollar ring from like a, a stand when yeah. we get, go and get married in jamaica and i'll be happy because all i really want is the tattoo because that like, means way more to me if you you don't have your fingers done right yeah yeah you good that'll be the only thing just on my get hands. an s just get a nice s no that's lame i don't know nah, that's where it's at right there nice nice fancy yes I, I, I just want the hard the hard line, line. that's the hard it. line <laughs> that's it no i feel like the s would be too much i just don't want to oh you want to keep that clean minimalistic like kind of biz oh yeah i forgot yeah you got a mustache you got to keep it got to keep it that look all all business all day that's what it's about just gonna have to get a portrait of you done like kramer style but get like face tats put on you like a big like big s on there on your face man maybe a little like knuckles that say cannabis or something well i'd love to commission you for like a a painting because now you're in the new house and there's a lot of open wall space so i'd love to do um some cool stuff and have some og kong art i paint like little paintings though because i like I do this thing called spit shading with okay. my watercoloring, but like most people, they'll use water to shade, and I learned that spit works better. Gangster. But there's only so much spit a man can produce. I got you back. No homo. <laughs> I'll help you out, man. <laughs> and you know, like, that's why like I got Kevin Johnson, shout out to Kevin Heavy Horse, to do that big-ass painting, and I oh, bought that, that often one was because sick. Kev paints big-ass paintings, right? He's amazing. He, he could paint them like all day and just make ginormous ones, but... I couldn't make an eight foot by four painting. I saw that. I was so jealous. That'd be crazy. Oh, I've been asking him for that for years because I stared at that getting tattooed for hours just being like, I want this, Kev. And I always joked because I lived at my parents' house. So I was like, when I have a place, I'm going to have a spot for that. and I'm going to buy that off you. And he's like, no, no. And then the one year I had the place now and I had this one wall just waiting. Big ass wall. And I always joked. I'm like, yo, when you're ready. And then the one day he asked me, he's like, if you really want it, I got one person in line first. If he doesn't want it, it's yours. And I was like, 
I was a little like worried. I'm like, oh, I wonder how much he wants. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I want this. So I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, and I'm buying it. This yep, is, I want it. Now it's at my house and I stared it every day. It just has so much texture. That's a thing. Because he not only like painted such a big painting, it has like texture. So on different angles, it has different shadows and it's so well done. Like I, I'm obsessed with it. So much depth and stuff. That's cool. My parents would hate it though. A fiery reaper riding a skeleton horse with blood coming out of its rib cage and flaming nostrils. They're probably going to think it's the devil. That's awesome, though, because, you know, my parents are, would be like, yeah, that'll make an awesome t-shirt. Oh, God. I shouldn't say their voice like that at all. But, you know, uh, I also have a skull and snake as my entire torso. So, <laughs> what can I say? Can't ever go wrong with skulls, man. Well, yeah, I remember sitting down for that, and it was like, I want a skull that you can see from across the street. Like, I want to... But it's nice, because James has often talked me out of, like, much scarier tattoos than... I, than What? Like what? Well, when I first came in, I wanted um, a, a sword stabbed through the skull in, in, like, any direction with the snake, too. Almost like it, like... Like it had died that way. That'd be kind of cool. But I like it more without it because I could. We made the skull bigger, and it's more like wisdom and like it's not so much at the death side, but it's the life and death and the circle of it with the snake and like okay. everything. And I appreciate that idea much more, and it means more to me now than when I was just like angry and wanted violent tattoos. And then my back was a really good because I got the Onabugeisha. I'm snitching myself out. I got my back and my butt done, and uh, I he let wanted, a man touch his butt. That's what yeah, he's trying to say. I wanted, uh, I wanted her to be, um, like, Harikari and herself, like committing suicide, and like uh, the sipaku. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted like the blood to run down on a cherry blossom tree and like. Turn oh it yeah, it was really dark. I remember what you described. It was like, God damn, brother. Yeah, and you uh, need a hug. Yeah, so that was kind of like shout out to jimmy for not letting me have like such a like i would have been like way scarier had i gone with those two options i think well but the thing with like japanese suits all the time is when i when i'm reading these books they always go like in in theirs i guess they it was saying in these books that they don't let you pick what you want like if i came in and anyone who's watching i'm like 140 pounds i'm a little asian guy i'm not like the most macho dude so if i came in they'd be like all right he needs to look tougher so they give me something like a dragon but if you're a big muscular guy you need to have that softer side of you because it's a yin and yang right so totally. they'll give him more of a floral look so it balances you because you don't want you don't want to have too much toughness you want to show that you still have some emotion back there yeah. and i kind of just got mean looking tattoos as nerd armor really because i wanted to be a tough little like an asian guy but you and me both yeah if anyone met me they'd probably be like Chris, like that. Well, I have, I think I have seven skulls on me in different places. I have one. Well, you need more skulls. I didn't even have one until when I started pressing. Kev's like, you don't have a skull tattoo. You can't not have a skull tattoo as a tattoo artist. So we did one big one on my calf to bend the skull and it totally hurt a lot. So that's enough skulls for now. The calf hits. Yeah. My nerd armor. I love that. Nerd armor. I'm totally covered in nerd armor. That's what it is. It's yeah. peacocking. Like, you know, it's yeah. like when you see that guy in that street fight and he can't really fight and he rips <laughs> off his shirt to show off his sleeve. That's and he's like, me. you want some? And he, that's really the last call. He's like fanning out those feathers with the eyes to be like, back up, man. Yeah. Or I will get bigger looking. <laughs> I might have more tattoos. I can hurt you. Maybe, probably not. Uh. But like, 
tattoos for sure are like a new kind of nerd armor. It, it but it, it brings when I got my tattoos, it gave me a whole new sense of confidence. So that's for sure. What was your first tattoo? Oh man, my first tattoo was I got the word family in Vietnamese down my forearm with the good old Microsoft font, yes. and I designed it myself. Well, designed it with quotations Sick. <laughs> on the computer. And I remember my one homegirl, she got a tattoo, and we were just fresh eighteen. She had got one, and she said it was great. So she went out and brought me to this shop in the hood, obviously, and I didn't know nothing about tattoos. Which hood? Dover. Yeah, okay. Right beside a gas station, and I should have known first time I came in there, the, the, the dude wasn't even in the place. He was in the pub beside drinking. <laughs> he comes wheeling out in a wheelchair from this place. I'm like, all right. Well, I know no, no big deal about the wheelchair. It's just more about the pub. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And he like tattoos me, and I'm bleeding everywhere, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, it's sick. And... It, it heals back, and I didn't know what's a good tattoo, so I thought it was sick. But then the thing is, the next time I came back to see him, he got fired because he had tattooed a tribal tattoo on this girl, and it was The Rock's tattoo, <laughs> but just way shittier. And she showed me a picture of The Rock, and it was like a jankier version, so they fired him. And <laughs> it was so bad, dude. Even The Rock covered that tattoo. And I still stayed at that shop for some reason and met another artist who sucked it again, and it was just jail tats Don't yeah jail dude tats, man i saw that guy actually weirdly enough the wheelchair one i was at a car show years later uh i think it was driven here in calgary and i'm just went around there's like a tattoo shop that was giving out free tattoos of their logo and this motherfucker was working there still i'm like this is that dude like your That's tattoos wheels oh, crazy i don't know what shop it was there anymore i don't think it's around but damn whoever got those tattoos from i feel you I, I kind of kept the shitty tattoos on me, though, to remind me what I don't want to do to people. Word. Because I hate them. I think about them all the time, and now I know. I'm like, if I've hated these for past... Fuck, has it been 10 years? Yeah, decade. Maybe, yeah. I've hated them for that long that you probably don't want to make someone live with that. Because that's, that's rough. It's pretty ruthless. Yeah, but we need to get some blazing going on here. Bro. Yeah, should we have a dab? Yeah, we I'll, should have I'll, a... I'll load these up while I tell... My first tattoo was... Uh, I was, I was like... 15 years old and what? i was uh yeah because you could get tattooed as a minor 10 years ago and i uh my i was a plumber at the time i was doing this registered apprenticeship program and i would go to school half the day and then work the other half of the day as a plumber and um my journeyman because everybody works with a journeyman plumber um was like getting his first sleeve and he was like, you know, he was like an Ogden special. Like he was uh, Ogden special. Yeah, shit. like he, you know, he went four buying, and you know, uh, <laughs> he's be going down to fucking go fucking hit the fucking little mutters and shit. Yeah, he was he was redneck prince, like you know, redneck royalty. He was like, we snowmobile in the hood at night, <laughs> and uh, and so he's like, yeah, you should go here. Like it was something with like a classic, real greasy tattoo shop name, like lucky charlie's or yeah yeah something like that like literally i'm gonna preface this with i drove by the tattoo shop maybe like two months later and it was closed and you're like hmm, hmm. kind of makes sense um so i go in there and i'm and it's this was for like my 16th birthday present i think i was getting this and uh we um i go in and my dog had just died so i was gonna get my first initial tattoo what i was going in to get was everything 
nothing to lose, everything to gain, and I was going to get it tattooed across my stomach. Get the fuck out of here. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, and then everybody started telling me if I got fat that that would have oh been a God. terrible tattoo, but I was like, no, it's like the Biggie song. Nothing to lose, <laughs> tattooed around his gun wound, everything to gain embedded That's in so his like brain. That's so like gangster. It doesn't even seem like it's a dot rip your dog <laughs> tattoo. It's like, this motherfucker was gang banging before here. It's like, so before you did all this wine and uh, cannabis stuff, what, what were you doing? You're like, growing up in the streets. We don't talk about that. You got to listen to Cannabis Somalia freestyle on SoundCloud yeah. and then uh, then you'll understand. You know, you did say in that last episode that you, you do enjoy being in Chicago. Yeah. And I know from what I've heard... Most people are pretty scare that place. Maybe, maybe there is a little hood in you. I'm a G until <laughs> I die. Like the mustache, don't be fooled by it, baby. I I tell people this all the time. Like, yeah, don't be fooled about the wine thing. I'm a cannabis guy first, and I understand uh, the community and where everybody's coming from and who you are. Like, uh, I think it's always better to start off growing kind of like a little more hood, a little more poor growing up because you kind of like. You see the whole aspects of life, right? Adversity creates the biggest successes, I believe. When that vibrates in your hand, then we'll be good to go. So I we both got one loaded up. Mine's ready before yours. He Sorry. just passed me this weird, like, pointy glass electric looking rig thing. He called it an alien dildo before. And <laughs> the fact that I had to put my mouth on this is it's kind, kind of, of interesting. Yeah, I'm just was, kidding. Oh, it's vibrating. So you just suck it. Don't worry about the carb oh. count. Just light, lighter is better than... No, you can, yeah, 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 you got it, you got it. Nice milky rip, that's good. We got some White Walker, full spectrum extract. I really liked this one. <coughs> gotcha, sorry, I kind of loaded a big dab there. You know, that was nice and smooth. How much do these things go for? These things are crazy. 500 bucks. Oh, dear God. Okay, so then what you do, because it turned off, double tap as quick as you can. Bam, bam boom and then wait for it to vibrate again and then we'll start sucking again this thing is fucking crazy bro i know isn't that nice for dabs this is five bills yeah god damn i know you buy a nice little honda civic with this drive you around town this definitely <laughs> costs more than my car that's one thing when you're talking about your car i was like what car do you drive we know each other for so long i've never even seen your car kong has such a cool car he drives like a souped up sti i drive like a 2003 civic with a with a with a little bit of damage on it the trick is it's not an sti it's an impreza bro there you go i try to get a new motor but it wires through the ecu apparently from what the asian guy told me that's too much work too much work too much work man i better off buying an sti and putting that shit on it so the plans didn't didn't research ahead enough this is why research is important it's fair no i uh give it one more double tap because i loaded a big dab in there um <coughs> no i kind of I feel like I don't need a new car yet. Like I'm, I'm still hustling and grinding. I'm not yeah. at the point where I like need to flex on anybody. Like I'm authentic. If you guys know me, like I'll show up in a suit, uh, but I'm getting out of my shitty car, and that's just, and that's just uh, my priorities right now. I'm not here to. I don't want to spend money on a new car. I'm, I'm, I'm much more happy having the house and having that studio yeah. space. It's what you value more. Like, I'm in a weird place now where like. I love having all my. Ooh, I gotta, I gotta smoke this people. You gotta hold, you gotta hold good. on. He's in a weird place where he's excited to do things and meet people. I think it's done on you now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll clean it up for that you. That was actually nice. That was good. Okay, tell everybody what you're gonna say. But I'm in this place right now where like I have my car. It's all paid off. <coughs> the only thing is, 
It's got gold wheels on it. It's got the, the roll bar in there and the, the harnesses and shit. It was really cool when I was in high school. But like now I wonder, do, do I need an adult car? Mm. But I wonder, is the reason I want an adult car because I'm thinking what other people think of me? And that's what I'm worried about. Totally, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm like, do I really... I, don't, I love that I don't have to pay anything per month because I've never... We kind of grew up a little poor. My parents never had it. We never bought a car from a dealership ever. Right. This is the first time they've ever got one and it's it's trippy to me. Gangster. But like, I don't even know how you finance a car or like all that shit. And now I'm starting to learn as a semi-adult. <laughs> and it's, when I find out how much people pay per month for a car, it almost blows my mind. Because it's like, my car really gets me to and from things. Yeah. Like, it's, it'd be cool to have like massaging seats and shit. But like... Is that really, does that bring value into my life enough that it's worth like 50,000 if you're only making so much a year? Dude. Like, I have like people, friends who are paying off cars for like six years and I can't even make a phone plan for two years without being like, all right, two years, we, we're getting a little deep in here. I went out to buy a new car September and October and I, I was going to, I wanted to spend $35,000 on a car because I just gotten a new job and 35 is not bad but yeah that's a dude, lot of no it's cash, a that's a lot know? of money yeah that's like a year for some people Thirty five thousand know? dollars is crazy because if you so you actually have to spend about twenty seven thousand dollars on the car because after taxes and delivery and everything then it's oh, yeah. then you're up at that 33 to 35 you put it on a five year and you're paying like six hundred dollars a month for this car yeah that's in plus insurance exactly so yeah. then insurance is 230 to three hundred dollars because you have to buy the premium insurance because it's a brand new car yeah. fresh off the they lot can't let you have that like only one way shit yeah exactly and then um yeah so you're you're in it every month for at least seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. and then you you're gonna pay your your normal gas fees yeah and, your gas and maintenance your fees. rent your maintenance so your it, life so it's interesting as i started researching it was like there's a there's a very interesting tipping point where a used car is mo- is more mm-hmm. valuable than a new car, and it's that three-year moment. Once it's three years old oh. and it has good ratings, as long as it was did well in the consumer reports and it's going to keep value. Like your car, for example, the Impreza does very well, mm-hmm. um, even now because they changed the engine style in yours, even though you're talking yeah, about the yeah. engine. They've changed the engine style, so people are looking for your engine style now because it's much more easy to modif- modify. Um, those cars retain great value over 10 years, but the Hyundai Santa Fe, for yeah. example, great car. Um, at, and at that three year point, you can, you actually make like two or $3,000 buying that car of the way that the resale and maintenance will work over the next five years. Yeah. Which is, which to me was crazy. Um, but again, I'm so happy that I didn't buy a new car mm-hmm. because it was like not a priority. And now that I'm, full-time on the content game yeah i'm not in my car as much yeah which is great because i would much rather have a few new cameras and a computer now you got a lot more gear you got to get that's the thing yeah when you have like it's like when you have side projects shit people don't see it but it takes you gotta you gotta start making sacrifices and sometimes your extra money goes so it's like uh i could get a new car or i could get some fucking new mics or something right yep get some new mics and some other things because like you don't have to buy like a fucking bad expensive car but even the cheapest car is still money's money in the money's money and every dollar going towards something else can always help in another way yeah i'm i'm with you 100 percent. that's why i'm really lucky that i'm doing this strain research project with a great producer that we just oh. had a puff of so i get to 
um, write tasting notes and, and take pictures and collect the data from all of those strains that he's doing through the through the year, which is going to be crazy. See, I actually have a homeboy who, like, he was the one that I was telling you before, the one that I met at the gym, and he wasn't, like, into, like, growing any cannabis or anything, and then now, like, he's really into growing it, and he gets deep into because he's into the organic growing side of it. Mm. And he was telling me about some, like, funguses in the soil that work with the roots yeah. to make some weird relationship where they grow more and all this shit. But like he's been collecting seeds up for this a seed bank. And I never I didn't even know about this where it's like he's he's been talking to like all these different providers on um, Instagram and get getting buying seeds off them and they send him extra seeds and he's just been storing them for when he can actually like hopefully make something out of this and start growing his own cannabis as a provider. I don't know, like LP, like a, a micro, a smaller growery. Yeah, like a micro cultivator. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get like that all going, but like, you know, now it's just like steps and stuff. He weirdly enough knew who you were. I forgot. Amazing. I told him what I was going on. He's like, what? And I was like, you haven't met Andy before? He's like, wait, he dresses really nice all the time and he's super friendly. I was like, yeah. I'm like, that's the guy. I know it is. Amazing. And instantly, that's why he's like, that's crazy, bro. I was just like, yeah, because... Uh, it's weird how you kind of meet other people through your just interests and the cannabis community is pretty small. And if your mind like if your mind vibes right, generally you attract that right energy. It's just like you'll know that you just right away you're like we click and we think the same and it works out. Totally. Like when I met you, you're a good dude. This beer smells crazy good. Holy it looks nice. Tangerine Dream Session Ale, Four Mile Brewing Company, brewed in View Royal, BC. There's definitely some tangerine juice in there because there's no way this has been the mash. The entire room reeks of tangerine. It smells now really good. In the best way. I'm going to find something we should pair this with too. The White Walker would do well. So you've seen this channel. Uh, so you should try and like smell these side by side. The one that we just dabbed. Yeah. And that beer because I think they'll do very well together. And just, yeah, kind of smell the extract first and really appreciate that. And then uh, mm. you can even get your nose closer. You can really... We're all friends here. These are my my samples. And then try and oh. smell them back and forth together and see if that extract like changes or how the crazy tangerineness from the beer lends itself to the extract. The extract smell really takes down the tangerine, like the sharpness of the first, like, because it's really tangerine-y. Mm-hmm. I know no, you guys can't smell this, but damn, like, right. And I like those weird fruity beers. I'll say it. Like that raspberry beer, beer Brewster's, just because the raspberry, like, that shit's good, but... This one's got some good smell, dude. That one doesn't... The Brewster's one, I feel like, doesn't have any smell, though. No, it's not. No. Like, it's not like super raspberry. No, this, this is one. like... Okay, so that's interesting you say that, because on the palate, what'll happen then... And we'll, I'll give you another dab so you can try it. But when you feel it cut through the citrusness... Because I wouldn't say the beer is unbalanced to start with, um, but the citrus, the tangerine citrus character is, like, explosive. Yeah. Um, what you'll find if you sip it now, I bet that that tangerine flavor will really carry through. If you have a dab of this after you're you have a sip, you'll probably find. Well, I don't want to suggestively taste it. Let's just I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. give don't it to you. Little, I'm gonna give it to you. I have like one of those weak ass minds too. I know I was about to. <laughs> I was like I don't I don't like to suggestively taste. Um, but yeah, have a few sips of your beer. Appreciate it. I'll load you up a. I'm like a waiting nice here like a little kid. Like I'm allowed to drink this thing. You're allowed to drink it. <laughs> But he's just he's just kind of like just talking to me. So should I should I go for this? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll yell at you if you're not allowed to. <laughs> don't do it on 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 the mics, man. I don't want them to know that I'm soft. Don't <laughs> don't let them know I'm soft. I got my nerd armor. I'm on. really I'm really tough, guys. I have like 
a face tattoo. I have no. Nah, it's more like a sideburn because I can't grow any. <laughs> it's interesting. That's the one thing I wish I could grow, bro. A sideburn. I always wonder what it feel like. You know how everyone in high school would get that little spike, the long one down. That look cool, but I can't. They I don't. I don't think it looks cool. I don't know. You have sideburns right now. Well, that's just because I have the Jufro, and if I didn't have them, <laughs> it would look really weird. Well, have you seen like that long hair thing where people are shaving the bottom halves a little bit? Have you oh, seen that? That is the grossest hipster cut. I don't know. It kind of cleans up the long hair in a weird way. I don't know. I would look so goofy. I wonder what curly hair would look now, but do I want to know? That's the thing. No, I'm just going to... Well, I used to get the fade, but then I had to go to the business. No, cut. I like I like the fro much more. Yeah. Well, I like the... Fr- yeah. It's just a lot of hair. I think you would like the no facial hair. You just... I look it, weird. It, I was just, when, when you guys are talking about how you look more like you could talk about wide with the mustache, I'm like, for fucking sure. Because I remember when you first said that you were going to go to that winery to grow grow and learn how to do all that shit, you didn't have a mustache, right? No. See? And I was just like, when you said I was like, this motherfucker crazy. <laughs> yeah. Have, have that puff and make sure you have your beer in your hand so you can have a have a sip of the beer after. Yeah. And just have your first puff and then have a sip. No, I like... But I tell everybody that... Sarah's the whole reason that I that I kept the mustache because she was like, without the mustache, everything you say about wine is bullshit. But with the mustache, it totally adds validity. And I appreciated that idea. It's true, man. Mustaches have power if you can rock it. If you can rock it. If I grew one, no parks would let me near them. Yeah, no, you would look scary. It's dirty. You would. Th- I would then probably think you're a Mexican, a cholo. I probably or look like really Filipino. Because when I get really tan, people think I'm Filipino. The, it's crazy. The oh, I'm Vietnamese. Place. In case y'all want to know, yeah. shout out to Vietnam, the homeland. Never, I've been there like once. So it's, Canada's it's my home. I love this place. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like that's oh. why when my parents like talk about being like Vietnamese, I'm like I, I love being Vietnamese, but like Canada's still my home. Like, I love Vietnamese food. I love I love our culture. I love our people and everything, but. Canada's where like we're all like intermingled. It's nice. Have you ever visited? Have you ever gone to? Yeah, Vietnam? we only got to go once because it's so expensive, especially with I one one other sibling that we're going with. So for four people, it's it's quite a bit of money because my parents only made like my dad worked at like a meat factory forever, paying for that straight up. So yeah, you ain't it's gonna take a while to like they always had to send money back to Vietnam too because we have we're they're the only ones that escaped. We have no relatives here. So that that's crazy. People yeah. don't understand that about a lot of. Uh, first generation immigrant families is like a lot of the money that's procured goes to helping uh the the family back home because we're in north america we're quite selfish in our family cultures but uh a lot of asian cultures well a lot of other cultures help their family much more than we do in north america um so it's just because generations here they're they're already comfortable like i have some some um homies that escaped with my parents too mm-hmm. and um they they got they were able to sponsor their grandparents over but like back in the day man i swear the retirement plan back in the day was make as many kids as you can and they will pay for you and that's your retirement home <laughs> but now everyone's having like two maybe one kids because kids are expensive but like my parents had like 20 fucking brothers and sisters man that's when we went back there and like vietnam you refer to them as like in translation like uncle number two Uncle number oh, three. really? <laughs> so you got to remember, like, then you remember, like, everyone's levels, because Asians are so, like, about that. Oh, is it a hierarchy? Oh, yeah, those? man. Like, if you a little, you you are number fucking seven, you ain't talking number two the way you think you are going to talk to him. 
Like it's you. Well, you no, had that's like hilarious. every time we go to people's houses, I had to cross my hands. I had to say this little saying and like bow my head and be like, "Thank say you." It. Can you say it? Do you remember oh, it, man? Or do you remember what the what it might be translated? I wanted to hear it in Vietnamese. It's like go and I think that was it. I'm pretty sure that was the rest of it. I don't remember. And, what, do you, you and to, what are you saying to him? Uh, you're just saying like, "Hello, ma'am." Uh, like, thank you for letting me here. Like, oh, I just, just came here and you bow. Straight respect. Yeah. With your hands crossed. And you have to say goodbye the same way. But you have to know, like, because there's, like, different ways. To, like, you know how here you'd say, like, ma'am or yeah. miss. Like, there's so many different ways. Like, th- and there's, like, ones, like, there's back and back. But it's, one is for a man and one is for a woman. And I don't know if I'm just really Canadian and I can't tell the difference. And there's, like, a subtle tone there probably is. Oh, yeah. Sorry to all the Vietnamese people out there listening. You're just like, dude, this guy is fucking terrible. But I'm a little baked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I. But it's uh, it's you have totally to know fair. your position in the fucking. Well, you're a first generation them. Canadian, right? Yeah, you're, you're not Vietnamese. Your parents immigrated here. Vietnamese you're, Canadian for you're sure. You're born in Canada, right? Like your background, your heritage is Vietnamese. Your parents yeah. are Vietnamese, but you're straight up Canadian. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's why Vietnamese people love baguettes. Because I guess the French the did French some, some shit there, yeah. there, and they brought some baguettes, and they're like, all right, let's make some fucking subs out of this and make some money. Yes, Vietnamese subs. Yeah. Nobody knows that story. I know. Like, you're like, dude, we make that bread. That was always white people, man. Yeah, that's French. That's French. a French baguette. White people always leaving these little these little treasures everywhere. Yeah, well, Vietnamese <laughs> uh, cuisine is super interesting because there's actually a lot of adaptations. Yep. from Af- There's African spices. Um, there's French uh french culinary influences because they because they went in and colonized and enslaved and were bad guys just like white people always seem to be you you know you like you're like you should just think like us yeah we're gonna live here for a bit and y'all are gonna work for us but it's all right we'll leave eventually if you fight us yeah (laughs) if you kick us out like the jamaican revolution and how uh the uk the english tried to colonize them for the sugar plantations and like Man, always trying to take some shit everyone just wants resources it's crazy humans are fucked up and who did and uh, belgium colonized the congo remember that that was crazy like that's like an area where they have so much rich resources though and not much government to really defend shit it feels it feels like they're not too organized where like people just keep coming in i don't know i've and, never like, been to the congo so well like i guess i haven't either but from what you like read read yeah. and watch and it just seems like i feel like they they kind of just like ignore shit that's going on there i feel like there's a lot of shit going on there and you never really hear about it until it's something really crazy the world's fucked up right now like look at venezuela they're trying to overthrow the bad government look at france yeah, the president man. is like a, a shitty parisian he won't step down and like they've been fighting for days the u.s just backed out of the nuclear treaty with russia like things are crazy right now the world is seriously looking at the news looking at the leadership that's going on the world is at this crazy teetering point again Mm -hmm. but i think because and i was going to talk about this and it kind of ties back to the opportunity that we have right now it's like the internet there's a sharing of this information finally and it's not just like one person gets to spout crazy shit mm-hmm. people people are listening people are informed there's a reason that me too ha- is happening right now because people can speak out and share it and there's power in numbers and those numbers are available on the internet people aren't silenced there's opportunity for your voice to be heard which is a scary idea but it's also a great place to be fact-checked and be held accountable 
um, but also a great place to hide. Yeah. But now it also gives everyone a voice that maybe shouldn't have a voice too. But then it's like, who's to say who's allowed to have a voice? Everybody should have a voice. Everyone should have a voice, right? Yeah. Because if you start silencing one group of people, then it kind of just, it almost takes away. Freedom of speech doesn't really exist in that point then. I loved the, I think I talked about it quickly on another podcast, but I listened to a CBC radio uh, interview about this black musician who made his life goal to befriend KKK members and just like talk to them he didn't want to change their mind he just wanted to be oh. friends with them because he didn't understand why they felt the way they did you want to show he's a person yeah yeah he just wanted to be an authentic person to let them him, let him see what that like what their image of him is not what they really think yeah like what it really is yeah and uh you, you could only imagine what ended yeah. up happening uh people started leaving the kkk and it just needs to be one of those open environments but that's kind of like that thing now like people are getting really sensitive about things lately you know like Mm -hmm. you can't say a lot of shit because people just take things a little or like there's too many touchy subjects but it's almost one of those things that like now if you don't think alike like the new direction things are going you're instantly what labeled as something you you're not but no one's willing to listen your point of view to say that you aren't what you they're saying they are they just they label you as a racist or whatever instantly and you're just shunned yeah and it's crazy but like throwing things and like getting physically violent with people actually doesn't really change things it's like actually talking about something like if you actually had like somewhere you could sit down like this, where you actually could conversate and see their point of view, it actually works a lot more. It's almost like a debate, but it, it needs to be more natural, right? Unless like, you have stupid people. Yeah, I think but that's that, the thing. Yeah, the hardest part is that it's stupid people that end up in government now. Oh, and I'm yeah. I'm holding that that statement so true. Like, why don't the smart, informed uh, people that represent the population? Why aren't they more like you're starting to see it that. Uh, Alicia Cortez lady in New York and you're starting to kind of see it but like the majority of government is old white people old train of thoughts same classic thinking but it's kind of like maybe if you're smart you just realize early on you're like this shit is real fucked up and I at what point do you have to what point does is violence the only option to make your point heard and is that is that a justification yeah, ever for violence? Because you, I know you've talked to a stupid motherfucker before, and you're looking him in the eyes, and you're having a totally normal discussion, and 15 minutes later, you're like, why the fuck don't you get this, you oh, idiot? Oh, yeah. There's times you when know, you're just like, like, damn, bro. You're just like, there's no win in this one. Yeah. You, you just got to let it go, or else you're like, we're going to get in a fist fight yeah. real soon here. Like, it's going to get... He's, or I'm going to punch you in the it's face. It's going to get... You're like, it's getting emotions now, and you're like, all right... That's why I guess there's a tipping point. It's like, you got to start on a level where the emotions aren't at 10 right away, but shit. <laughs> yeah, there are some people when you're just like, but you know, like, I guess it just comes down to like... Imagine trying to reason with Donald Trump right now. I wonder if he really is the way he is. Oh yeah, he's Do you think dumbass. so? I wonder. I've no, uh, his, he makes his own tweets. That's I'll, why he's so... That, <laughs> yeah, he's he's like staying up at night, like at eating four KFC. in the morning, and he's just like, fuck this motherfucker. He's like, you gonna say some shit? I got you. Well, and that's what's so interesting, again, about the internet and everybody having a voice. He is the first president to be yeah. completely unfiltered Open, on he, a massive platform. And they tell him not to say that shit. He doesn't give a fuck. He's, fuck you. Yeah. He's, I'm gonna write this with my greasy KFC fingers. I'm all like, dude it's like people talk shit about his hair so much he don't give a fuck he's still rocking that shit till the no, day he goes it's outlandish i almost want to like look on my twitter right now because i got twitter follow me on twitter at the cannabis psalm 
and see what kind of crazy shit Donald Trump is up to today. And I talk, I talk about him way too much because he's the media machine. And it's I because think he's, he's, a he's like the real life fucking reality show. He's a genius. He's an absolute. People love that shit, bro. Real Donald Trump, forty fifth president of the United States, fifty eight million followers. Don't worry, they'll be making a mountain with his face on it soon. He'll be he'll be fucking planning that shit out. But aren't they still shut down right now, the government? No, they have Are a they temporary reopen uh, for a month until they can come to an agreement. Well, but this to- is what he wrote 23 <laughs> hours ago. With caravans marching through Mexico and toward our country, Republicans must be prepared to do whatever is necessary for strong, all caps, border security. Dems do nothing. If there is no wall, there is no security. Human trafficking, drugs, and criminals of all dimensions. Keep out! Exclamation mark. This guy is so seriously thinks that fucking... That, like... Oh, man. What a dumbass. What a dumbass. So the government's going to be closed again in, like, two weeks. Again, that's... I wish I had a Jamie that I could ask. It'd be cool um, if you had a big, like, clock with that timer on. Just to watch that shit. Like, oh, here we go. Um, but... Nobody's going to pay for a border <clears throat> wall. Yeah. And that wall's pretty damn expensive. But, you know, that's... Is, is that is that like I wonder because like they, uh, if you're the president of the United States you're like running shit in the world technically if you think about it you got some fucking pull yeah he, it's almost like you're king of the fucking world let's let's be real about it but not anymore I think yeah that rep, but I like think that now, reputation's ruined yeah forever. shit's like starting to come down but like the thing is if if he's doing all that shit over there like should we be worried about what he's doing with this wall does this affect Canada? The wall? No, not at all. Does it affect? Yeah, does well, the it stuff that has affected Canada was his crazy trade deals, dropping NATO. Um, like you know, he has no respect for us as his as his ally, and that's what's that's what's to worry. But he he'll be gone soon, and the big pitch is that weed will be legalized this year. So you know, worse things could happen. I wonder. Like, I feel like with this legalization here, it's kind of so half-assed. We all had dreams of this as a kid, man. Just like, man, I wish I could fucking just smoke a joint outside. And it's it's still like not even yeah, over in Calgary here. Can't smoke a joint outside in Calgary. Yeah, you know, I feel like Vancouver, I see like, I hear things that it's like pretty damn fucking chill. Okay, so, but here's on the, I'm going to give you the pivot. If we were in Edmonton, you can smoke five meters from any door. You can smoke absolutely anywhere you want. Oh, really? And in Alberta, we have the most dispensaries of anywhere in the country. Or sorry, cannabis retail stores, 65. And you can go basically anywhere in Alberta to most small towns or as you drive to wherever you're going and buy legal cannabis. And since they halted the licensing, what EGLC has done is every time they get a shipment in, they're just equally dividing the cannabis that comes in and sending it out to the 65 licensees. There's not like a mad race for one person to get more than the other. So now oh, there's okay. so now there's a pretty decent amount of stock. Not to say that the cannabis is great, because if you've watched my cannabis reviews, a lot oh, of it's not I've great. Oh, I watched them, bro. I watched. But them. there's an opportunity for anybody to go and buy cannabis at any point legally, which is pretty cool. And soon we'll see better cannabis because these it can it can literally only get better because if it gets oh yeah, it's only worse, going up, like, right? But we're at a point now, um, being in February, where if you started growing your plants. If you had gotten legal clones, October seventeenth, you could have a harvest right now. Oh yeah, you just gotta like right. So you could have grown your own cannabis by now and have it in any unmarked bag, <laughs> and you could have grown it at home with your legal four plants, or you could have been shared with you by your neighbor for their legal four plants. So 
just saying, anything in a bag, as anything. long as you grew it at home, is uh, technically kind of legal now. The one thing, have you, have you, you've bought those little containers at the fucking dispensaries, right? The little, it's almost like a square case that's like plastic and thick, right? Uh, here, I got some examples. Yeah, 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 let's... For anyone out there, if you guys have ever gone to a dispensary in Calgary here, y'all will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that exactly. It's like a little square. It's got a pretty thick case and thick round. It's got a false bottom. How much, how much did you get in there? One gram. You know what pisses me off about that? What? We're fucking destroying the fucking planet with plastic already as it is. Who I the know. fuck is keeping that whole... Con- it has a false bottom, everyone. It has just space yeah it's so the it size of like, a fist yeah for one gram for one gram and that whole container nobody's fucking really fucking keeping that to store this is also a one gram container too exactly no false bottom it's huge but you could have put a quarter ounce in there. you could put tons there and mm-hmm. and like you could recycle them but from what i've seen i'm pretty like into recycling now for yeah. a while now like i really believe we gotta stop start dealing with this plastic issue you can feel free to dig through that legal canvas if you want, but. <laughs> but like the thing is how much people are actually recycling these things why don't they just we weed is supposed to be like oh see i still call it weed but that's it's okay that's just thing you get to slip up every once in a while but like it's supposed to be that thing that's supposed to be green friendly like it's not supposed to be a destroying kind of thing i always view it at cannabis as a beautiful thing well it blows my mind that they couldn't uh, they wouldn't say like hemp packaging was the only thing that was allowed yeah you know like something that's biodegradable or some because no, this container probably is going to be kept for like a solid maybe week at most yeah this, this like- container is also the size of the fist and it's just solid fucking plastic oh but there's some goodies in there oh you should open uh i brought that brought a little gift for uh oh yeah let's open it what's in here mr andy and the family it's here it's a black bag he's got a reach of yes. children and pets but i heard there's something for the dog in here so that's kind of ironic this is a this is a little spot here that you're not supposed to talk about we're gonna talk about it oh look there's a bunch of stuff in here yeah Pur- yeah purple turf so i marked numbers on the corners for the price ranges okay number three is the cheapest and two is middle. So three is... Uh, Where's the number on this one? Oh, did it rub off? No, here. No, if I didn't write it on there, then it's the most expensive one. I, yeah, bet, I bet that one's the most yeah, expensive. If they're not written on there, they're number threes. Okay, and number okay. ones. Number oh. threes. Become the cannabis <laughs> song. Get free cannabis. It's basically the best uh, yeah. idea anybody's ever had. Oh, this... The Temple Tea was... Uh, the green was better than the other one. I do like it kind of has a waxy feel sometimes oh excited to try it again have you tried it never even seen the tea it was just there i was like what the fuck is this excited can you talk about what this stuff costs um so the number the ones that are tier the first tier the cheapest they were 11.97 okay and then the next one was oh wait no they're 9.97 okay and then the second tier is 11.97 and the most expensive is pretty much 13 bucks okay yeah. So they're still kind of gouging. So this one is a little different, though, because you can only get in if you get invited by somebody. Okay. And you need to go through this camera system and all this shit, and you need to have a medical card. Oh, wow. So luckily at that time, I still had mine, because I got mine when cannabis wasn't legal yet, and... Dude, how much cannabis did you bring me I here? bought a gram of each kind. Of everything they had? No, of just the syrup. They have tons. They have way more than regular dispensaries, bro. Dude, that's so nice. And like, they actually let you check out the jar there and smell it, bro. They show it to your face. You see the whole part product together. Wow, what do we got here? So I have a, yeah. I have a gram of frostbite, and every single one of them is one point one four. So and they just free measure it, so you could get frostbite, double black, uh, NY diesel, blackberry Kush, 
the classic violator, big nice violator nug, and this purple turp. That's apparently the most expensive and looks it like absolute nice, gas. Bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna smell some of these. And then what's this last thing? It's a CBD for uh, Animalitos CBD nose and paw balm. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, THC free for Zeus, certified good boy. Follow Little him Zeus. on uh, Instagram, Zeus Friedman. Coconut oil, shea butter, candia wax, hemp seed oil, organic jojoba oil, kakuya co- nut oil. Yeah, I read that shit too, just to make sure. I'm like, I ain't gonna buy Zeus some weird ass shit. I better check this out. It's nice packaging. Oh, yeah. it's from Moda Cannabis Products. Okay. They yeah, got we- raided at one point, but these guys put out a lot of products. They've been in this game for a lot of time, a lot of years. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was in the dispensaries in, like, Vancouver in 2013, they were, you know, branding and packaging and pumping product. I wonder how far um, CBD and cannabis products are going to go into, like, the animal pet world. It's very interesting. I didn't ever think because they have, like, dog snacks, and I just never had even thought about that world. Oh, they, That's such they a, seal the top of all of these yeah, too. Hey. They, they, they weigh out whatever you want. You could get half a gram if you wanted. That's a nice thing. Damn. Yeah, so if you just ain't, ain't doing too well, you could get the all right ones. But the weird thing about it is they rate their products because I liked on my LP yeah. that they said the amount of THC in the flower. But with these ones, they, they, they don't tell you. Well, because they're buying street weed. Yeah. And like the thing is, they just try them out and mark them as how hard, strong they think they are. Like X amount of THC or just like no, medium No, how they strength. felt, I feel. Okay. So that means the most expensive one here, they put as that because they tried it out. And it's and, the most gas. And they felt it was the most badass one. Damn. But that's what interests me because I'm like, man, sometimes you could be a bitch at smoking weed. Sometimes you'd be all right. So... <laughs> This is so much. This is way too nice for present. Thanks. Oh yeah, give give give, give those a little little try try sometime. Let me know what you think. Uh yeah, as soon as it's not minus forty outside, I'm gonna I'll sit down and I'll go on Instagram live mm-hmm. and I'll smoke them all. Hell yeah. That's the deal. We can go on Instagram live together. You can even just come over and smoke them all with me. Fuck yeah. I'd love to do that. That would be uh, much better than me smoking them by myself because that seems kind of greedy. In your day, when do you start smoking? Mm, that's interesting since mm-hmm. i was since i started working for myself <laughs> uh-huh. i guess because i feel less stressed though to be honest um i don't smoke until like 12 or 1 in the uh i'll start work at like 9 or 10 oh damn and then i'll smoke at like 12 or 1 uh on the weekend might be different might be like depends how you're feeling pretty close to when i wake up it also depends, this again is ridiculous, but how much I consumed the night before. Oh. Like if I got pretty blasted, because <laughs> there's, I talk about the fine line between like medicinally consuming cannabis and recreationally consuming cannabis and how easy it is to cross that line and where sometimes that, that line is also skewed because the recreational aspect can be medicinal for, yeah. you know, some of those metaphysics or just uh, mental things. Anyways, yeah, so if I get pretty, uh, if I have, like, quite a few dabs the night before, it's multiple flavors, too. If I have lots of flavors the night before, then I might be, like, more hesitant to have some dabs the next day. Oh, shit. But it's not, it's like... like a weed hangover? Uh, yeah, I guess. But it's not, like, a hangover. It's just, like, I know... Like, you're just all... You've been, yeah, you've been I guess... Sensories are all good. You've, you've got your fill for the... Yeah, I can be a little groggy, right? You know, I guess we've all been there where we... Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if people ever talk about that side of cannabis, but 
yeah, if you smoke a whole bunch and you smoke all the way till you go to bed and you have a deep sleep that's for like nine hours and then you wake <laughs> up and it's like, man, I could keep sleeping. I feel like you blaze more than fucking the regular Joe, though. You go hard <laughs> in the paint, brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. Being blazing with you is just like... You you better be prepared. You better have your big boy pants on because it's gonna get fucking crazy up in here. I'm be- I'm nicer to people now. I feel like what I used to. Uh, I used to give them just big dabs. People on your show, man, you gotta start. You start getting cold on them. We we gotta do another one here. Mm-hmm. You gotta start showing them. This is beers and buds, man. I want to see some buds. You I'm like try to. Buds? Okay. I try to listen for every time these people blaze. I'm like. Man, those motherfuckers blaze like twice. I swear to God. Here we are. Yeah, okay. yeah. So look at this. This is we're the on dream. number three here. All right. So we're letting you guys know we're on number three. We're actually we actually blaze. We got all these different flavors. So Hell yeah. Let's. Uh, what are you thinking? I think the the uh, the key lime pie was pretty delicious. Medi lights. Uh, See, I've had key lime two. pie before, so you've, ha- you've I've never had that. I've okay. had that. Apple pie. Um, that. I got some amazing. How about zombie Kush? That kind of sounds like I've cool. had that before. You've had the zombie. Yep. There's tuna. There's uh, green stomper. Let's try that. You want to try the green that. stomper? I've tried the tuna too already. There's mimosa also. Ooh, never tried that. You never tried the mimosa? No. Okay, what, what kind is it? indica sativa? Hybrid. Uh, hybrid. Hybrid. Hybrid asunda. The hybrid is the new. It's a uh, purple punch and clementine okay yeah 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 yeah. i'm such a like bitch for fucking good names man i remember back in the day when you'd like you'd give it a name you're just like yeah man it's called street weather stomper brother street weather stomper yeah in this cold ass weather get rid of that cold real quick yeah yeah just take take a little bit of this it's 20 bucks a g though you don't want that five all right (laughs) all right i'll sell to somebody else i know good thing because i had so many other people who already wanted it and everybody just wants grams because everyone's fucking being poor as shit. I remember like people, people was like, nah, man, you can only at least buy an eighth. That's why like I dreamed when, when a fucking dispensary would open, you could buy grams and shit. Cause you know, some days you might be a little hern. It's real shit. And you just got, you just want to get a little bit to get a joint, but they're like, we only take, we only take an eighth. At least you're like, damn. Yeah. I don't know. I wish that the dispensaries here would like. I don't know when they when they were like, yeah, okay, people have been buying cannabis with an X amount discount the entire time. So now we're going to roll in legalization. We're going to charge them gram for gram all the way up. I think it shouldn't go over 10. 10 bucks a gram. Uh, if you're, I don't know. Have you been to California? That's, it's so expensive there. But that's the thing. If you're like, if you're a drug dealer, your homeboy or whatever, he could get it for, it's always, I will never buy if it's more than 10 bucks a G. Which yeah. I do not do because I'm a good did they give you citizen. A, did they give you a deal at the, the dispensary for the samples Hell you gave me? No, you're oh, not even really? supposed to talk about it, bro. Oh, well, well. They have a rule of the, if you post anything on Instagram, you out. If you fucking, you, you can't cut. take pictures in the place, you out, but. Now we asked them on I don't give a shit. Well, we'll see how it is. Because that's pretty, that, again, that's an expensive present. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine, man. I'm just going to starve for like a week. Yeah, well, well, you guys enjoy all that good stuff. Yeah. Just let me know how Zeus feels about that stuff. <laughs> I will. I'm excited for his little pause. Yeah, this will be good after the salty, saltiness. And the winter and stuff, because yeah. the lady's like, yeah, it's like it's like paw bomb. I was like, that's perfect. Oh, that sounds very nice. It sounds really nice. Well, Zeus needs a present, too. He's guarding the place. <laughs> Worst, laziest guard dog. Since we got here, he's like kind of decided that he... Uh, 
He's king of the castle. He's just gonna sleep instead of worrying. <laughs> when you made that fucking uh, Borat reference or whatever, <laughs> and uh, and it was just super silent, I died. You had and you had to explain it. I'm like, don't explain it, brother. You make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, joke was funny. It was funny. I laughed. <laughs> it was just like, uh, should I explain this? To you? you ever watch that? Sash Baron Cohen. Oh no. Oh, okay. <laughs> this show is good. Oh yeah, we Matt. need to talk about your one thousand dollar fucking gram idea. <laughs> People love the one thousand dollar gram. The thing is, I've only seen expensive grams if it's like a nug dipped with some wax, rolled in some THC, rubbed by the hands of Buddha, and now it's for sale for like $200 or something. But $1,000, is it just going to be just the flower bud? No, just... let me show you. I got, I got a great example right in front of you. Are we going to consume said sample? No, I'm gonna, I want to do it on a, on a video, not on a podcast. <coughs> in no time, people, you'll be able to see us and see what we actually look like we got some plans here yeah the podcast will be start being videotaped it will soon. we've been talking about it and it's gonna happen because like we're looking pretty fresh right now and no one even knows and we're taking fat dabs and yeah people love watching people take fat dabs that's why all these chicks are famous on instagram i think and i'm betting um, you guys wonder what the hell this man cave looks like because i will tell you it is a man cave for sure yeah it's and i haven't even put all my stuff up on the wall yet Nothing is on the walls. Everything is on the floor. Just my medicinal marijuana license and my... Uh... He's got a bulletin board in the closet for some <laughs> weird reason. <laughs> Why is that in the closet? I didn't want to put it on the walls. I just like, I wanted it up, but I was like, where can I put it where there's more space where I could just hide it because it's ugly? So he has a bulletin board in the closet, but he has these two planks of wood that are just on the wall here in Those front of me. Those are guitars. Yeah, there's no guitars on them. The only one of them has a guitar mount, so <laughs> it's literally just planks of wood on the wall. It, it fell out of the wall. I gotta show you this. It it crushed my signed How High record. It looks like a live, laugh, love thing that a girlfriend puts up in your place. <laughs> oh, shit. It is How High. Bro, signed, but it, uh, yeah, my guitar fell off the wall. Oh, dear God, it shattered. Crushed it, so that was not very cool. I love that movie, and some people think it's the worst movie ever. I thought it was pretty good. Even with the Asian guy, man, we laughing, we cool, it's all right. We laughing, we cool. I give it a pass, it's all right. Um, I represent the Vietnamese Asian demographic, and we approve that movie. We approve of this message. We approve that movie, man. Is it okay for me to go like an old Jewish man too then? <laughs> you know, if you can't laugh about his shit, how are you going to move on about it? Just take the sensitiveness out. I'm so offended by your little old Jewish band there. You should have been. You should have been. I'm going to write a rude Can comment you some more for beer? You. Yes, I would like some more of this tasty beverage, please. Well, if you can't make fun of yourself, then why can't you can't make fun of anybody else? Yeah, man. It's, the, it's the number one rule. At least if you, you mention it by yourself, they can't use it against you. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, if anyone makes an Asian joke to me, and it's happened all my life, cool. I yeah. love Asian jokes, man. Yeah. The I'll make a little dick joke about myself all day long. I don't give a fuck. That's hilarious, man. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Some of them could be really mean. Like, And there was at one point where I was like, why does everybody tell such mean, murderous Jew jokes? Oh, dude, it's just, <laughs> yo, I get some rough Asian jokes. And, like, I, my, my friends from, 
from the little the little hood over there they they're like white biker dudes so some of them are kind of the they got a little bit of racism in them but they, it's always just cracking jokes and like i get it they're old but harmless they, racism. yeah like just whatever i'm over it it's happened enough that being mad about it's more enough to just make it a bigger deal but they're just cracking a joke laugh one back shoot them a joke too you know don't let them yeah. get, get them give, give them a little something yeah. in there you old cracker <laughs> <laughs> no white people aren't offended by that i know they think it's funny mm. That actually smelled real nice. That's the mimosa. Let's have a dab of that. I'll load your puff coat. Or you just gotta like make a joke about yourself too, and they'll just they'll fucking find us funny and just laugh too. You know, it's just who gives a shit. Yeah, it's too short to be worried about too much of that. We all people. People are people, and like usually it's the the super racist ones like that are kind of like they're really old, man. Like that guy old as shit. If you really want to try to change his mind, you have fun. But he's already been thinking that way for like fucking fifty five years. He's he's kind of set in his ways. That's fair. My one homeboy's dad, who I love, rest in peace, Bob, love ya. He 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 was a great, great little old white man, but he didn't have the best love for the black community. Hey, my my aunt said the Holocaust never happened. So oh damn, and like it came to the point that, like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't gonna change. He was just sent that way, and he was just a harmless little old man. Just let him do his thing it kind of sucks he thinks like that but it was a different time back then you know and you're, you're the way your brain is wired like if you've been living that way that almost becomes your identity you must don't want to let that go because if you let that go you're like who am i yeah it's because it's it's a big piece of you because it's how you think and how you've lived your entire life right it's hard to change people's opinions of things well especially when the media is playing so strongly on one side versus the other mm-hmm. it's uh splitting everybody up yeah have some fun life's short guys Smoke a little cannabis. It'll bring everybody together. Yeah, man. smoke a little bit of cannabis, eh, guys? Smoke a little bit of cannabis. You know, come up to Canada here and blaze up with us. We're having dabs of mimosa. Can y'all hear that? Oh, shit. I probably whispered that way too close to them. It's okay. My apologies. I'm trying to be like a tough guy and not cough, but I'm like a straight pipe smoker. Hmm. That sounds so bad. Yeah, you are a straight pipe smoker. Doesn't sound bad. You're allowed to be whoever you want to be in 2019. I'm a cat. I'm a straight pipe smoking cat. I see it twisted on Saturday nights. I'd I'd go check out that place, see what it's like. I have a couple clients that go there and like... I went one time. My one client's um the main uh double tap yours again, we kinda keep going in on these. We go on for another one. Is uh one of the head um drag queens there. And they're the greatest people ever, man. I totally go there party. I'm I I'm secure enough with my sexuality, I ain't too fucking worried about what's gonna happen. It's weird. <coughs> it was like pretty fun. Until like people started like touching me. Oh. And then I wasn't like a big you, fan of that. Then you know what it feels like to be a female at a regular bar? Yeah. Welcome to the Switch, brother. Yeah. That was a nice little dab there. If It was weird. And you know what? But, I guess. Did they buy you drinks? Hell yeah. What's that feel like? I've, I've only had like a drink bar for me maybe twice in my life. I've had lots of women. <coughs> well, from like a, a, a girl. Yeah, I've had, I've been, you know, um, I guess... No matter what, if you weren't anticipating it, and you don't feel sexualized by it, or even if you do feel sexualized by it, you feel powerful. It's a compliment. It's very nice nice. that somebody wants to spend their money on 
you, even if my friend wants to buy me a drink, like, that's a real, <coughs> not turn on in, like, a sexual sense, but it's, like, a really nice... Gesture. Yeah. Like, thanks. Hell yeah. I love buying people drinks. If anyone's ever seen me out, I like to... I like to drink if you've ever seen my stories on Instagram. I like to go out, have some fun. I work hard, but I still go out to enjoy life a little bit. This thing is cheaping right now. And if I if I see clients or whatever, I love buying things for people, man. It's it's nice. <coughs> oh. Yeah, I'm trying to be a tough guy too. I usually don't cough. I haven't ever heard you cough, so now I'm happy that you're like human. I am human. I'm authentic. I'm a real dude. Guys, he's just a robot. I've been hanging out with him for a while, just trying to research into him because I'm going to dissect him and see what's going on in there. He has no idea, but it's probably going to happen sometime soon. I'm a robot. Actually, I'm, you heard in the other podcast that I think I'm an alien. That mustache has been the same for fucking years. So I'm pretty sure it doesn't even grow or not grow. So It's getting better, I think, honestly. What's, what space were you saying that you hoped was, would fill in the middle? Uh, yeah, I'd like the middle to fill in. And a little bit up here. But we everybody's got to remember, it's my first mustache. So, I'm, uh, it's still very soft. Why are views <laughs> not supposed to be soft? What? I sound like such a bitch. They're probably like, he has no goddamn facial hair, does he? I only have to shave a little mustache and like, like four goatee hairs. I got two that grow on my cheek here. And I got this mole in the middle of my neck, and that motherfucker grew like at least like five badass hairs. It's fucking crazy. Nice. That's right in a scary spot. I would. And yo, that. shaving it's fucking sketchy. I bet. Some Asian person told me a while ago when I was young that if you, in the culture, if you grow that, that's good luck. Because I always wonder why so many old ass Asian guys have this long ass mole hair. I know you've seen it before in Chinatown and shit. Oh yeah, yeah dude. dude. Apparently it's good luck. <clears throat> and like they let it go, and I, I was just like, all right, it's I'm good a, luck. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna grow this out, but I didn't know like five or six would grow with that son of a bitch. So I've been looking into laser, the the mole hair or something, because I like to keep the mole because my dad has a neck mole there too. Well, I just think so you should like just keep trimming connection. it. Just keep manscaping it. Oh, man. It's so much work. And sometimes if you, like, don't shave enough, you look on the side, you see a little bit of that motherfucker hanging out. It's kind of... Nah, man. I wish I had uh, lasered my chest before I got that all tattooed. Why? How much chest hair you got? Well, not, like, a ton. You don't got a ton. It's just, like, weird down the middle of shit, right? Yeah, like, but I hope by the time i'm 40 i have that beautiful like jewish <laughs> chest plume and i can just rest my star of david in it i bet everyone's so weird out there like how the fuck did you know what chest you're this guy? <laughs> <laughs> we go swimming at the leisure center a lot man like yeah. god yeah we do the water slides well we change we make sure we have a towel on and we just switch our shimmy our underwear off underneath Amazing. Oh, shit. so i just got my first article published in a cool uh place the herb life it's a great magazine oh. Uh, you, got, you got this magazine here? No, it's uh, they they're printing their second issue, but they, I think they just published me on the online. Hopefully, we see it in print. But that's you said you're on high times, right? Yeah, I did a. Oh fuck! Did I, I know? This? I did an interview uh, about um, <clears throat> like what a cannabis sommelier actually is, and okay. who should be a cannabis sommelier and who should use the word. Well, I took that course, so I'm a cannabis sommelier too now. Oh. <laughs> so what face. do you think? What do you think? Which course did you take? No, I didn't take any of them, dude. Oh, okay. I just heard you guys talk about, but oh. I think that's fucking ridiculous. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fucking insane because, like, being, that's a, a very high standard of... It's like being a fucking student doctor and saying you're a doctor already or something. Like, you know, it's just... You're nearly you're going there, but you're not you're not there yet. Yeah. Like you you you're kind of on the path, but there's still a lot more to learn. 
it's just running before you know how to fucking walk, you know? It's just a little... Even the sommelier thing is hard because if you don't work in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be a sommelier. Not serving the people, right? So I'm lucky that I get to serve people at my pop-up events. I feel like with that name, though, I wouldn't ride too heavy on it. Fuck it. If they want to, like, pass that out, I think you're more than just that That being that oh, first. Yeah, you You've know. already made it. You, you've showed it, like, hey, I'm here. What's up, dog? What's up? They've Ho- seen you. Hopefully, eventually, I can just be Andrew Friedman. And yeah, the like cannabis sommelier. Yeah, because that's what you are already, bro. People you're people right. want to talk to you because you're Andy Freeman, not because you're you like it's cool that that's it. But now they're like people know so like it's because you're Andy Freeman. Yeah, I'm I, talking to you because you're my homie. I talk to you because you respect the cannabis sommelier. You that. know, hell yeah. Thank you. Good things to remember. Fuck yeah, man. That's how it goes. I wouldn't. That's why when you're like talking about how you're not feeling, I'm like let let them do the thing. If they want to hand out those names, it's just like, it's like, there's a lot of fucking people that are tattoo apprentices now that are becoming tattoo artists in no time and shit. I'm cool with it. Yeah. A lot of like old school artists are just like pissed about that. You didn't they pay don't your like dues. that. You, yeah. You gotta, you gotta mop a shop or something. And it's, it's just whatever, man. It's life. Yeah. If somebody's Pe- a good people artist. Are gonna, people are going to notice that industry when it starts getting, and tattoos are way more popular now than before. Mm-hmm. Everyone's eating way better than before. Mm-hmm. And... I've only been here for a couple of years, but I've been getting tattooed since I was 18. I'm 28 now, and yeah. almost my whole body's covered. So I've been I've been watching, and tattoos weren't very popular before when I first started. I remember no one had sleeves, and I I felt cool, and then all of a sudden everyone had sleeves. Yeah. It was nuts, <laughs> and now everyone's got neck tattoos. But it's so good for the tattoo industry, that's for sure, because it brings so much more I, or, or do you think innovation. It's just, do you think it's just more visible? Like, I know there is, like, a more majority of people that Calgary have visible tattoos. Calgary apparently is very popular. Like, Canada has more tattoos, I think, than the States, I'm pretty sure. I think we're way more badass, like, if we're not, I'm figuring it out. Interesting. I think there's a lot of bad tattoos. I think, I love, like, classic 40-year-old guy midlife crisis tattoos, like, where you get your favorite guitar tattooed on your entire body. There are some and- trippy ideas, but that's why you, you gotta guide them in there. But fuck it. If you want to do that, that was what I loved about Western-style tattoos. Because Asian-style tattoos, man, they're always, like, koi fish, dragons, serious things. Things mean things, really. You could, like, jazz it up. But really, there's only certain motifs that people stick with. The general traditional thing, which always look great. But... Western tattoos, there's, there's more humor. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. You have more freedom, right? Yeah, man. Sorry, I'm sending a beer text so we can get more beer oh, delivered. Like, if you want to get what, get a tomato tattooed on you with fucking little boots on a little hat, who gives a fuck? Like, you could do it. That's funny. But I got a weed a little... leaf given a middle finger last Friday the 13th. You yeah, know? Like... you know? It's got the humor. And I didn't understand that until I started uh, apprenticing and James is, uh, James was teaching me Shout out to James, also my mentor who brought me into this at Enso Tattoo there. So that's how we met. Yep, that's how we met. And uh, he was making me draw traditional tattoos and I started looking more into it. And they, I ran across a YouTube video, just some documentaries about old tattoos. And they're talking about that. And I was like, fuck, that is true. That's super cool. It yeah. was super weird because I think it was a, I can't remember who it was, man. My like memory is ridiculous bad. I don't even care. It's it's good for the things I want to remember, but certain things I just take in so much new shit at a time that things I think the lockers are already full, and they're okay. just trying to jam more things in there. But yeah, it was just like an Asian tattooer who did traditional stuff back in the day, and it was oh I'm pretty sure I was on Vice. 
I think that's what he was using China and he was oh. using traditional sailor ones. And <clears throat> he uh they he did more traditional stuff and I was just like I thought being in China you would want to do more of the traditional like Japanese suits cuz I was more gangster and shit. Mm-hmm. That's what lured me into the tattoos. I love the badass shit about it. Well, I have huge tattoos. Uh, you yeah, have huge tattoos. Like, I have I, huge I tattoos. Love that gangster yakuza shit. That's yeah. what it's about. <laughs> you know, it depends what you're drawn into and it was he he made that humor thing and I was just like, yeah, you know, sometimes it is fun to have like if I would have a wine glass in there with a baby sloth sitting that thing chilling. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a high thing to say. <laughs> Did you do that tattoo or something? Nah man, it just came to my mind just now. It's really cute sloth would be pretty awesome. Man, have you ever have you ever done a tattoo giveaway? No. Is that ever like I've thought about it before, but I It's an interesting idea. Do you do you make the design and give away the design or do you give them hours i think you straight up say or whatever because you you could make a huge i saw it go viral with one person it was like i'm looking for somebody to get tattooed for free i'm gonna fly you in and i get to do whatever i want and uh oh my god and they but like think about ink master like that's the same deal right and tons of people apply and then you just and then you just like repost this i wonder how much people would trust me with that shit I think you'd be really surprised what people are willing to do for free. <laughs> that is true, dude. Working at a tattoo shop, man, you it it's such an entertaining place. Like I'm so lucky to do that because the stories are you great. You see some crazy shit, like people asking to Beer tattoo delivery. dicks and stuff. Nice. Oh, we're so thankful. This is your Monday off. Yeah. Thank you so much. Beer delivery. <laughs> Fantastic. I love you. I was letting Andy know before that he needs to get the people more lit up on these things. So now we're getting lit up. Then you get more comfortable. Loosen up a little bit. But we've known each other for a, little, a minute now. Yeah, you've seen me in my worst places, to be honest. Cause oh, you've probably the seen me in my worst too, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a hard... Uh, it's a hard that's a hard one. Get my getting the inside of my belly button tattooed was probably oh. one of the worst places. I will never do that. Yeah. I can't even touch my belly button, bro. It's, I couldn't touch it. It's the weirdest feeling, right? If you touch oh, it, don't touch it, man. Don't touch it. Look, but look, it's Stop all it. it's all black inside. Why like, your finger's not in it right now, is it? Oh, gross, bro. <laughs> I, I I have a mad thing with belly buttons. I don't like them. <laughs> They're weird. They, oh. It hurts when you touch it, though, right? Does it hurt when you touch? I your don't belly touch button? my belly button at all. <laughs> I don't even look at people touch the Matrix man. It fucked me up as a kid when I saw that little bug thing. The Agent Smith dropped on his stomach and it went in his belly button. Fucked me up for life. I couldn't sleep on my pillow. Like my that was a PTSD bed. moment. Hey. Oh yeah, I like had to sleep my belly button down on the bed for a while because I was so scared. It was just I'd never seen some so. Bro, your nerd armor perfect. works really good. Yeah, you man, look, I'm a pussy. Man. You look you know terrified. What? Can't watch me touch my belly button. That well, was awesome. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't fuck with it. That's why if someone wanted to tattoo their belly button, I probably wouldn't do it. You got to be able to do it. I can't do it, bro. I can't touch that thing. Would you do any? Is there any other tattoos you wouldn't do? Um, cheers. Cheers. We actually had a guy call in asking to tattoo his dick. Okay. He had a YouTube channel too. Well, it'll make us famous, he said. But even for the right price, man. I ain't going tattooed. I'm not that hungry right now. I would like to get... I'm not going to say it's out of question. Like, if you had to... I get it. If you had to do what you got to do to pay your bills. Like, sometimes... If that guy's willing to pay you two Gs to tattoo, like, four letters on his dick, fuck it. Get that paper. But 
I wasn't really necessarily in need of that. Looking for that paper or and trying to touch the, his wiener. Maybe the YouTube thing. Like, you want to put it on TV, baby? You really like, want to be the guy to, uh. like... Yeah, I don't want to be the guy who's, like... Like, you know, pinching the tip of his wiener while no, I you gotta, like No, you gotta, like, roll it over your finger because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you researched it! No, James told me about it, man. <laughs> because we, we, I realized when you're tattooing, if you don't stretch the skin, man, it's not... That line is not gonna be clean. And a dick... You know how your dick can be... Let's be honest, boys. Your dick sometimes look big, sometimes he look, he look Real a little Real small, yeah. He look a little scared. He look like a, a, like a turtle. Toadstool, yeah. Yeah, he's hiding. You ever had the flu before? Yeah. You ever, see a, you ever see fucking nine needles coming towards your little man? He's <laughs> going to be the scared kind. So it's going to be the tattoo artist's job to, to force that turtle head out of there. There's only one way out. You got to stretch him and... You could pull on them, but you got to roll them over your fingers so you could get that taut skin. Yeah, even getting tattooed, you know, you get terrible out. shrinkage. I'm like George Costanza. Oh, dude, it's, gotta... it's always terrifying. <laughs> you see, that? I was looking for the kids. <laughs> That's the best episode, bro. Some people haven't even seen that. When I make that reference, it's just like, you haven't seen that where he, he was in the pool for. Yeah, I wish we. I wish I was on TriCaster right now and we could play it, but I'd probably get sued. Dude, I was in Jamaica with. Uh, with a bunch of my homeboys oh we have a bunch of the the fam because we're oh yeah we're having a wedding there and we drank all morning in the pool the one day and shit and uh we're drinking all day fucking seeing who could wait get wasted first and apparently my roommate my homeboy kyle he had gone drunk first so he fell asleep and i guess what after i was running around fucking trying to change all what the fuck this is, is your this? wedding invitation oh what Oh, this is really happening. Yeah, I'm getting married, man. What? Oh, well, damn, bro. I'm going to be there. Gang, gang. Should I tell everyone the location? <laughs> In Jamaica. <laughs> Don't tell them. Anyways, keep going with your story. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Backpocket it. I told you I was going to get you one. I forgot. And now there's that one right there. Oh, damn. I guess I got some places I got to be. Well, thank see. you, brother. Oh, man, congratulations. I'm happy for you. Thanks. That's fucking crazy. It's about goddamn time. Yeah, Sarah's great. I was wondering when the hell this was going to happen. November 13th. So that means... And you're going to tattoo my my tattoo ring on me. Oh, yeah. They're probably just like, this motherfucker was just talking about the ring 10 minutes ago and he already forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Were we talking about that on the air? I don't even remember if we were talking about the lace danglies and the tattoos, but... We talked about a lot of shit before this, too, so fuck. It's okay, that's what happens when It we all kind of, like, soaked in. You get, you have a few beers and you jump in. We got this great meat board. Too. Oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta cheers this up for sure. I gotta pour another. I gotta pour oh, yeah, another. Gotta pour so another we got one. the, so we started with the Four Mile Brewing Tangerine Dream. That was a great beer. And then this is the Citradelic IPA from Big Rock Brewing, proudly brewed in Alberta. And the Big Rock. Have you ever been to the Big Rock in Okotoks? I have not. You're about 15 or 17 minutes from the actual Big Rock where we are right now. You should. uh it, like, if you don't have much to do after we finish this, go check out the big rock because it's pretty cool. It's just like a oh, huge, really? it's a huge rock in the middle of the prairies, and it was a glacial deposit. I'm going to take a sip of this and cheers again. Cheers. Cheers. It was a, uh, because where we are, right, where, south of the Rocky Mountains, there was glacial recessions that basically carved out all of the prairies, and one of these glacial recessions dropped this huge rock in the middle of like the prairies and so um 
yeah, it's it's like big, it's literally Big Rock, Alberta on Big Rock Trail, and uh, Big Rock Brewing started in 1985, and the founder, I forget his name, said that he wanted to make like, he wanted to make like an anomaly beer, like um, like this Big Rock in in. Do the they have a factory in the Rock? No. Oh God. The Big Rock Brewery is uh. Well, again, probably about 15 minutes from here. I can't remember where that is. It's in an industrial area, but it, it's super cool. No, it's not in an industrial area. I got it. Again, I need somebody on the Google for me all the time. Just See, if you guys had a video, you guys could have just saw my face, how I asked him that. That was not a good question. Oh, that's okay. Big. Where's the Big Rock Brewery? I know Chef Alicia Ross did a collab with them, which is pretty cool. 76th Ave Southeast, Calgary, Alberta is where the brewery is. I got to go boxing after this. Well, then I'm just gonna get you lit. No, I'm just yeah. Oh, you don't worry. We 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 could do whatever we want. We're gonna get lit up. Fuck. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, we had the dab of the mimosa. I actually I actually blaze literally all through my day. So I blaze instead of. Do you know what pre workout is? Yeah. Like oh yeah. Creatine and <clears throat> the, stuff. Well, the pre workout is a caffeine that people get jacked on before they go fucking work out. And it gives you water weight in your muscles too, right? I don't really know because I have pretty heavy ADD, and when I fucking take that. It's like an upper. It makes my heart want to fucking explode and then I get a headache. I, I remember I'd do some pull-ups in the gym and I'd fucking get a deathly headache. And I did it a couple times and I just stopped. And now I just, I blaze up before I work out every day. That's it. I get super high and I just go in and, but when I'm baked, I kind of, and I'm doing the physical activities, I kind of focus more because you just, you're, you're, I'm so baked, I'm like form, like. Your squad and keep that solid core locked in. You Maybe know? you've thought, heard this. I don't know. I'm not like a big athletics guy or workout guy, but I heard that you gain muscle mass uh, less quickly. That's not the right way to say it. Um, you like your recovery slower? No, you just don't gain as much muscle mass as a cannabis consumer. Oh, like cannabis consumers gain more muscle mass? Less. Oh, less. 40%. Oh, interesting. Where did you look at this up? I've never heard of it. I was told this years ago. What motherfucker said this? I know, and I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be a good advocate for that, though. Like, I've gained a lot of muscle in in the time that I have, but now with the cardio from boxing, I'm not even interested in gaining muscle mass anymore. I guess it's different different goals, right? So Because you're like our fly weight. What would you be in boxing? I'm like 140 right now. I could either fight at 140 or 131 or two or some shit like that. Yeah, and you're and you're jacked. I wouldn't want to lose ten pounds though. It took so like when I started working out I was one one twenty eight or something. Really? It was fucking crazy and the heaviest I got only was one fifty five, one sixty ish. And my weight fluctuates a lot. Like my metabolism's crazy. But when when I I was really interested in that and the ADD shit. I always take on so many different hobbies. I started getting into calisthenics and then I lost a lot of weight too from that. Okay, which is like using your own body weight. Just body weight. weight. Like which is like a lot of gymnastics. Barbells, yeah. Uh, but there's not a lot of pull-up bars in Calgary. That's a fucking crazy thing. There's only the gym. The gyms, noticed, they only have oh. like the handle ones. And you need a full pull-up, like a bar to do sick shit. Yeah, you ever go to open gymnastics? Uh, no, I only went to like the outdoor ones. You should, uh, let's go rip it up one night. Cause I don't know if you know this, but I was a competitive gymnast for Get the fuck a, out of a here. long part of my life. What? Yeah. That's what I did in my childhood was I let, became like a nationally did ranked. Did you play a little, wear a little unitard and stuff? Yeah. Get the fuck out of I'll here. I'll show you. I'll find some. You have a little, a you have a little fro with that too? Oh yeah. Oh, in my, in my, in my little, uh, <laughs> leotard thing with the little tiny shorts. 
Oh singlet. That's what they called it. The singlet. Dude, that's like pedophile fucking candy lad, man. They gotta put some pants on those kids. They Is there a reason why they don't wear shorts? You gotta see the form. Is I don't... it so it's like clean on the little like hip things? Well, I have. I had little tiny. Sh- I had little shorts. Oh, okay. I thought they had like the wrestling ones, man. No girls wear like a like a leotard and then the guys wear like a singlet which is basically like you wear that oh that, but it's pants that, like little pants right? yeah you get little shorts Why like they so tight like uh because they want to see your form right because it's all about the, oh. how you're how you're presenting everything and so interesting yeah so can you do that thing where you're like you're on your like arms and it's all locked and you're like kicking your legs underneath yeah. on that weird bar the pommel horse damn there's like a usc fighter that i've been watching uh do this and He's just showing his progression every like little bit, and that's it's actually really cool because he's fucking a badass motherfucker, and he's he's showing you that like the process of getting to there. Dude, let's and go to open gymnastics. It makes you see because he's a champion, and it's it's a challenge for him to do it. So I'm like, how fucking hard is that shit? It's hard. Like they make it look so effortless. That's I, the crazy thing about it. I can it. still almost do flares on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> Addy, I feel like you're like. You're like the old, like, learned man now. We can't risk your brain for this. I know. I can what do if a, something happens and I'm to blame? I could do a backflip on the ground, but it's like a, it's like a sketchy trick. Cause Please don't show me. I believe you. <laughs> one time for a wine listing, because I used to be a wine agent, I was like, yeah, I can do a backflip. The guy's like, if you do a backflip oh right now, God. I'll give you a listing. And I ripped a backflip right there. That was it. What shoes were you wearing? Dress shoes. <laughs> Game over. I was in a suit, man. Did you at least tighten them up? Hell no, I was ready. Kick it all the time. Full oh send, no God. breaks. It probably had like fucking leather laces, so they barely even fucking stayed tight. It was good. I was I kept the tie on. You have the jacket on too? No, I took the jacket off, okay, but I kept my tie on. Kept, no, Cork keep the and tie And I had on. the tie clip, so I was good. It wasn't going to hit me Do in the face. Do you like the tie clip? I, I was looking into one, and like uh, the boys at Hugo Boss were saying that tie clips aren't really in. They don't really like them. Bad salesman. You just snitch them out. No, they're my boys. They're cool, oh. but they they just believe and no, like it's kind of banker style, right? It's kind of like well, like I wanted like a nice like LV one. It's it's like not too expensive, but it's like I don't know. I feel like if I'm gonna have one, I want like a I nice do it one. every once in a while when I want to like yeah, like look like a fucking suit. I'll wear it. That's the thing. Would but you rather have an invisible so- clip? I was looking into those on Amazon. They're like a couple bucks. They're just like little plastic things that stay behind your tie. Yeah. That button into the button. I like the movement. That uh, The movement's cool, but does it annoy you when you're sitting there and your tie like fucking like falls over? If there's any time where I'd be upset about it, it's when I'm like working the bar and I'm serving and presenting and leaning yeah, over. Yeah, and it like it's like this. I, I hate it when it's off. I'm wearing a tie right now, guys, and I hate when it's off your buttons. Because I, I got a gray I like shirt, it. and if I'm, like, leaning this shit, be sliding off, now the button's showing, I look like a slob. Yeah, but if the button's spread, then it gives an opportunity to see the tat, and that's, like, the one. I have, that... a, I have a muscle shirt on this because I'm cold. I'm cold all the time. Well, it's minus 40 Celsius I wear a muscle right shirt now. underneath, like, every shirt almost even, almost through summer, bro. Do you? I sweat if I My house one. is 25 degrees all the time. When the shop is not 25 degrees, I am freezing. I know. I hate it when the doors open and they're tattooing me shirtless. I'm, I'm a like, tropical person. I'm like, you're killing me, guys. It's James <laughs> likes it cold in there, man. I'm 160 pound, six foot four. Exactly. Jew. They don't you're know what it's like me. to be a skinny man. Yeah, I don't think I'm every 160 time... pounds anymore. To be honest, it's been a long time. How much do you weird. weigh? Probably like 170 or 175 pounds See, now. Why does everybody weigh so damn much? No, I don't. I'm six foot four. Oh fuck you, tall. Right, like people are like you're not that tall. Yeah. Damn. I can dunk a basketball on a good day. Guys, I'm I'm five foot five. 
Yeah, so there you go. No, I'm not. I'm not. A Jew and an Asian walk into a bar. I walk straight into it. Chris walks right under it. Dude, I'm a pretty tall Asian, man. I'm... I know. You're not... I was like, you're not 5'5". Five, five. Like, you're like, what, 5'10"? Well, I was 5'10 before I started this chiropractic shit. And now that I've been working on my back muscles with you're my... taller? Yeah, my homeboy is so high. He got... I'm like an inch taller. What? It's fucking... Because my head was leaning forward so much. Oh, wow. Bad posture, bro. So, But now I'm much aware, more aware of posture. I have these neck exercises. We constantly do this. He has like a program where it takes pictures of points on your body. And it fucking... And it uh, it shows your posture where how everything's leaning and shit. Okay. And it's crazy. My side profile one when I started, it's all on my Instagram was so far my head was like i saw it it was crazy 37 it pounds changed you or a bunch because i think every degree is like 15 pounds every inch forward i bet he could help me so much i feel like my neck's going so heavy if you want to do these podcasts for a while you got to get those like nice chairs so that people's backs ain't all fucked up so they're all sitting there all good i know i had one homie and that chair got a little squeaky because he kept rocking while he was talking oh, and i was, was like, he rock was he nervous he was just pumped up we're gonna get this shit boys yeah, and your head squeaks a little <laughs> it sounds like it sounds wrong well, what I'd like to do soon is we'll finish the basement, and then um, we're gonna create a studio where my where the jam space is right now, and the, and the turn. That's where I thought you had that shit. So we'll, and what's gonna be great about that is Sarah's because I'm not allowed to smoke cannabis inside the house, like actually smoke it. But we're gonna build that like a cigar room, and we're gonna put ventilation up top so that we can. That'll be the the studio yeah. will be the smoking room. Did you just say you're not allowed to blaze at your house? Well, I'm okay with it. I can smoke dabs anywhere I want. Uh, this is this I can is vaporize. how it They always get control of you. Well, no. It's like I bought a brand new house. Nobody's ever lived here before. It smells like a new house still. And if I start smoking weed in here, like it's going to stink real fast. Fuck yeah. When, yeah. when I get a house, I'm smoking in it. Yeah, I would too if Sarah wasn't here. <laughs> That's exactly it. They, you always... It becomes this thing where... I always, like, bust my friend's balls. I get it, you know? It's, it's how it goes. I'm just like, yeah. yo, can we go out tonight? I'm like, yo, wait, can you, can we, I better ask your wife, is it okay if you can go out tonight? <laughs> Sarah said, well, I can do anything I want like that. But Sarah said if I have Method Man here, because I got the Method Man sound records. She said when the Method Man comes to do the podcast, then we can start smoking in here. Is he coming here. to do the podcast? I don't Are know. Are you dropping this on us right now? I'm throwing it out there. Method Man. Please come and do the podcast. I will supply all the cannabis, and you we and you will let you will change Yo, we my got world. All the cannabis, we got all the fucking henny and shit. We good. And you can and you will give me the opportunity to smoke blunts in my house. I have. I know you don't smoke woods, uh, but I have boxes and boxes of woods, and we'll be able to smoke them in my studio before I have the smoking room built in the basement. Oh, you you're a dick. We're smoking them right now. <laughs> no, you're not Method Man yet. All right, well, then I'm going to be here for Kick that Kick a freestyle one. rap, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this goddamn happening? You got to pay for that. Just kidding. I saw a guy beatbox as a ventriloquist last night on uh, Where? America's Got Talent. And he was like, he was doing like the sound effects in the back. <laughs> oh, you're pretty good at that one. <laughs> Check out Inspector Gadget, ready? Rat, rat, rat. Oh, no, that's not Inspector Gadget. How does Inspector Gadget go? Oh, yeah, that's the one. I was like, how the fuck does that go again? So you, you, you've been... How long have you been beatboxing for? I learned... Okay, so I sat beside this dude. I didn't even dude. know you could do this. 
I'm I'm a man of mystery. I'm like Austin Powers, international man. Nah, of mystery. man, you're a fucking weirdo, just like me. All I right, know. we have too many weird shit that we do. It's right. just like you, y'all got to calm down. Uh, I sat beside this dude in grade seven. His name was Beatbox Bunty, and I guess he had done like a talent show as a beatboxer at the, at his elementary school the year oh, before, and everybody knew him. Cheers again. Cheers. And uh, so I sat beside him in English class. Everybody called him Beatbox Bunty, and I was like, all right, what's up with Beatbox? And he's like, yeah. He's like, this is Snoop Dogg. He's like, or like, wait, where was this? In grade seven in English class. What the fuck? And I was like, I was like, all right. And then he's like, yeah. And then you can like put noise behind that. And I was like, like this. Like, this kid was in grade seven. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you can do it. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, let's just go back and forth. And I was like, all right. Or whatever, making noises with him, and uh, then I got uh, really good at beatboxing, and I always used to do it in the ciphers because like I love to freestyle rap, and then so when people would rap, I would just like lay down the beat, and uh, one time I got to beatbox with Ari the Rugged Man on stage. We did Ride Together, Die Together at Fortune Sound Club in uh, Vancouver. Oh damn! That was really cool, and he was like, he was like. Oh yeah, it was awesome. I'm gonna find the Instagram video. He was like, "Yeah, usually, usually people always fuck this up, but you killed it." And I was like, "He's like some Lex Luger looking ass white guy." Oh yeah, you look white as fuck. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure. I'm like the whitest white Dude, you guy. You could even pretend to be anything else, man. You have to be crazy. Yeah, I am. Uh... That's like me trying to pretend like I'm not Asian, man. You yeah, can I just tell. My eyes a little bigger, but man, nah, man, what am I gonna say? I am Spanish. That ain't no, no, no. no. Okay, let's find this video. It's <laughs> probably on my Defangs account. That was my stage name. I don't think people know that I produce music under Defangs, but he had that, you know, that that general white guy dream like Eminem. We can go make swagger. that stage. Well, I'm back on the DJ. Now he's February gonna be DJ again. But you All were vinyl. DJing badass too, for sure. Yeah, I got to... Okay, so here's me and Ari the Rugged Man. Where is this? At Fortune Sound Club. Is, was that in Calgary? Oh, no. no. That's in Vancouver. Is that you? Your hair's like short, right? Yeah, I got I got the mini Jufro. so hype so he's rapping on a stage and that's the song he did with the notorious big there with rugged man and there's a big stage and it's just him and rugged man up there is i guess there's no dj no that's just you i'm supplying the beat that's all yeah. me that's crazy it sounds like a little club it was dope are you like the only white guy there no we're in vancouver so there's a oh. bunch oh it's just dark in that motherfucker. and yo check this out actually while we're here because i love r the rugged man so I was like, he came back in 2016 when I first started dating. Well, not first when I started dating Sarah, but she knows I'm like such a hip hop head because there's all this hip hop memorabilia laying around. And uh, I got him to sign this uh, original press of Die Rugged Man Die. And I was like, I was like, yo, do you remember beatboxing on stage like two years ago in Vancouver? And he's like, yeah, like, yo. And it was dope. And he had uh, Afro, all flows reach out with him. And I got Afro to write... Uh, on the inside, he signed the records, and it says, Fuck R.A. the Rugged Man. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's awesome. It's so dope. Like, this is one of the coolest 
pieces of hip hop I have. And then the Method Man at Red Man Blackout, that was sealed. That was purchased like the release day from this collector on Discogs. He purchased it in 1999. And then um, Method Man is, is the only person to ever touch it. He opened it, like took the seal off. He was so dope. He like rubbed it on the side of the table. I'd never seen anybody open a record like this. And I was like, yeah, it's sealed. It's from 18 years ago. And he was like, yo, that's dope. And he like opened on the side of the table, like peeled it back just from the sides. And he signed it. Red man signed it. He's like, yo, let it dry. And then just slip it back up. And that's exactly what I did. And so literally that, uh, that record there, he's the only one to ever, uh, touch it. Super dope. Have you insured these things? No. Of course Bro. Not. Of course not. Insure these motherfuckers. This is adult shit now, man. <laughs> this, is a, this is adult shit this now. This is adult shit. You need to... You, you gotta to. protect your investment. Oh, I just think it's something cool for Insurance me so I can tell cheap. these stories and... But then in case anything ever happens, you always gotta be safe. What's your one throwaway tattoo? Do you have one tattoo that you just hate? Uh, like, on my body? Yeah. Oh, probably the dragon in my forearm. Oh, really? Everyone always notices it. And if I ever do like a photo thing and I just have that show, you go, you go see that that weird ass dragon on that side, man. You know, feeling it, hey. It was like my third tattoo at that shitty shop, bro. Second. Same shop? Yeah, third. Yeah, it was bad. They got a lot of your money. Oh yeah. I I still know this motherfucker. <laughs> I've. I don't know if he remembers me, but I remember him. Well, I hope he listens. I hope he does, too. He probably ain't gonna. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy fucking sucks. I remember in high school when people started getting all these jail tats. Oh, yeah. Now now it's, like, quite prevalent, though. You get a tattoo machine pretty easy. It's a little dangerous because, like, you still gotta remember you're... I remember you could cause a lot of harm with a tattoo machine if you don't know how to yeah. do it. I remember a guy bought one in high school, and he started tattooing all, all of his friends. And it was like a disaster. Sorry, we're just eating a little because the temptation of thinly sliced soprasada. <laughs> he was the first one that introduced me to a charcuterie board. and I, um, I remember that day. I actually didn't drink wine before my one homeboy, Lanny, told me about it in Jamaica. Tried it with food because I hated it. I thought it tasted like shit. He's like, just just start with white, you know, and then people try Cab Sabin. I knew Andy knew wine. So this guy invited me over to fucking try some wine when he heard I was trying some now. And showed me a whole new fucking world of it. Combining so, it with cannabis, I never even thought about that. It was a really weird, trippy day. There's so much fire wine. I wish I had. I could always make a request. No, I don't have anything chilled. Uh, but there's so much good wine that's like nobody drinks and it sucks like if you want a great $20 bottle of wine it's there but people spend their money in the wrong place constantly and I think the one main issue with that might be um, people want to get drunk they don't want to appreciate wine and that's the hard part about like being a, a wine connoisseur understanding a wine connoisseur is that it's more about um, the sensory perception of, of the item rather than the actual intoxicating effect. I do like the smell the most. That's my favorite part. It's incredible. And then when it smells, like it tastes, and then what, mm-hmm. or when you're smelling it, smelling it, smelling it for like five minutes and then you taste it, and it's like, uh-huh. oh my God, it tastes exactly like it smells. It needs to be right. The balance, balance is one of the most 
biggest things we talk about when I grade cannabis, I talk about balance constantly. I have all these notes. This is intense. Check this out. So because I've been doing my data. Why do you have to pick the oldest looking notebook in the world? I thought it would be cool. <laughs> you're so hipster, bro. But I got all the notes. Oh my god, it's like you're in school. I haven't written that much notes in a long damn time. You don't want to type it out? I'm gonna I transcribe it onto the computer. How do you do that? I use this these mics. I just slide one in front of me. And then uh, Apple, it's one of the unknown features of Mac, but it has a really good voice-to-text thing. And you, oh, it's Siri? You just do it with Siri? It's not Siri. It's built into Mac. I download. It's like a one and a half gig um, what? Uh, dictation app that you can turn on in your system preferences. And then I just double tap uh, control and I talk to the... Can you do to, that on an iPhone? Uh, you can, but on the computer it works much better. Damn, so what do you... Because I type everything. Like, I've kind of almost completely moved away from paper. It's just yes. everything's connected, but they they suck you in. Now, are you stuck with Apple forever, too? Probably. Yeah, look how, like, regretful you say that. It's just like me, dude. I, I Well, got... I took this. This computer crashed. It's like, I got the 28-inch iMac, and it died on me. This? 2010 or 2011 oh fuck yeah you, you're, you're holding well, on they're not gonna let you hold on anymore no, it's I, over. I took it in and they're like no this is an antique or a vintage item they use either antique or vintage and i was like what do you mean it's and this was this was a year vintage. and a half ago two years ago and i was like okay fuck y'all so they told me what was wrong with it this crashed this has failed this has failed so i went on the internet and i bought a new hard drive and i bought some new other stuff and i upgraded the ram and uh i opened up that bad boy and i rebuilt it and you know what do you rebuilt it yourself hell yeah <laughs> how the fuck is it still working <laughs> works way better than it did before what do you mean you put more ram in it i put more ram i put a, a flex drive in it so it has do you watch that two on terabytes YouTube or something how'd you yeah or, or is it just a regular computer in there i always believe they're like space age uh there's a few things that are different it's pretty small parts but like i think any joe schmo can do it I, and I does it have more ram slots yeah i added more ram yeah because it just have more slots open slots it did have more slots yeah because you Fuck can check me, it your is slots. just a regular computer i always just believe they're like space machines i never wanted to touch it how'd you open it you have to get um suction cups and you pull the screen off Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're a psycho, dude. Just, oh my God. <laughs> you always talk about trying to save money and that is just... <laughs> Man, honestly... Oh my God. This I could just picture you with this motherfucker looking like a surgery is going on in two suction cups. Taking off the goddamn screen. <laughs> That's exactly what's going down. I ha It was intense. I was sweating. I was like really scared because it was a big investment to get the parts too. What the fuck? yeah that's the crazy where'd you get the suction cups did you just order those online it came with the kit so like they had a mac oh, i got it Lord. from uh, a specific i think i believe it was off the wall computing or out of this world computing something like that and they had a kit like a mac repair kit so i bought the parts that i needed and then i bought the kit to take it apart and uh they were great it had uh it had it had videos on there and they were like this is the skill level it takes you know this is an expert level repair and doing oh, this is it was expert oh yeah man all the stuff i was doing and you know what's crazy is i actually have to open it back up again and i think Cheers. i have to replace the bluetooth module you're gonna open it again hell yeah you still have said suction cups yeah i have all the parts you're still not willing to let go of this computer i don't 
have I would rather invest two thousand dollars in a new camera and a few hundred bucks in a new audio interface so I can have three more mics in here and have a round table than uh, spend more money on a computer. Because like we were talking about earlier, I could buy a one terabyte laptop, fucking Toshiba, yeah. HP for 350 bucks on a sale day. Oh, and those because you'd th- have to buy another big computer? Editing is so hard on a small screen. Like all the stuff that I do with the music. Yeah, this with screen is huge. Writing music, editing video, having the 28-inch iMac is the biggest advantage i guess i've never looked into these ones how much is this new what it like this one man new the way that it's built now it's yeah. like a five thousand dollar computer oh my but God. the new one is much thinner and it has a 4k display where this one i doesn't have a 4k display oh that 4k is really popping right now that's like what everyone wants that the shit. video card in this for the editing that i'm doing because i'm i'm shooting a lot on my iphone 10 xs now um doesn't have a quick enough video card so i'm finding lag when i shoot in 4k 60 fps which is like incredible quality and really doesn't matter because youtube only takes it in 1080 anyways so i've downgraded it but when i film in that quality um everything lags and so i literally have to uh millisecond by millisecond edit the video and it's like the most tedious thing because i need to buy a few hundred dollar video card or i could just buy a brand new mac and give up on upgrading but my macbook is already like i just bought it and it's just macbook air when i'm erasing on adobe it gets a little slow and i don't i don't draw on adobe i just use adobe to do like you should just buy the cloud and i still use it for website shit yeah and it like it's it's kind of slow buy buy a few terabytes on the cloud and don't save anything to your hard drive there's nothing on there there's nothing on your hard drive that's no. what you're doing yeah see that's bullshit then because this is this computer is fast now like oh really oh and there's like a terabyte or so of of like stuff on there right now maybe even two terabytes with the flex drive and like it's still it rips damn yeah i ain't willing to take this thing apart though no it was a again it was a big task like that was intense that was an intense surgery day i I, bet that was just like surgery i was sweating hard and i still have the old hard drive because i saved the old hard drive because i wanted to recover all the music i had wrote on it because there's a lot of files on there and there's a lot of songs that i wrote that i never printed into why did you put on my hard drive before you took it off well because those are the lessons you learn damn no the computer crashed right oh the hard drive has to be sent in for recovery Oh, the heart. Okay, I didn't know it crashed. I thought you just decided to do no, this. No, it was just... Oh, shit. So you're trying to bring it back to life. I brought it back to life. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you're crazy. Yeah. Most people would just let go. I know. It's a zombie. And I had. you know what the craziest part was? I had the money at that point, too. Now your bond is too tight with this guy. I wonder how long you can keep him going for. But what about the fucking updates? They always change that update shit so it doesn't Bro, work smooth. I put... How are you putting new programs on this? I think I put 32 gigs of RAM into it, and I put a 2 terabyte flex drive in it. Like, this thing is a beast. But some programs don't work with the updates it has. Well, um, I don't usually go with the new operating system, or I'll, like, read the forums oh. to see if it bugged before I update to it. You go deep into it. My laptop downstairs, because of the tractor program that it runs on, the DJ software that it runs, um, and... and I haven't updated my music software, but I have all these very spe- specific mappings and stuff. 
uh, I'm, uh, that thing's probably going to sit like it is for forever because it runs perfectly, it's fast, it does everything I need, but if I change one thing, I fear that everything that I've done will be fucked. Cause, yeah because it's elaborate risky, bro elaborate like a hundred hours going into just like the tractor mapping so that i can do the xy 3d controller stuff that i always dreamed of doing and it works i'll go downstairs and show you it but i you know if it ever disappeared i would be like that's a hundred hours of time i'm never gonna invest never. again into coding and programming a piece of hardware unless it works out well, I really hope that I get to play more DJ gigs as I do more cannabis sommelier events. Oh, yeah? You want to get more into that? I just think there's a big opportunity for when I go to places other than Calgary that if I'm going to make the travel, I might as well do an event and oh, an that'd after be party. Cool. Yeah, that'd be right? kind of really cool, actually. If you, yeah, if you DJ'd the, the show after. Because I bet you a lot of people would be like, this motherfucker really DJ and you actually know how, so that'd be sick. Yeah, spin all Are vinyl. Are you going with the same name? Yeah, the Cannabis Somalia. Oh, no, you're not going with the old name then. No, D-Fangs is... Yeah, D-Fangs is gone. For now. Probably okay. forever. I never really liked the name that much, so... Why'd you pick that name? It was my nickname in high school. What? Why? Andy... I said Butterfingers a lot. Uh-huh. And then everybody called me Andy Fingers, and then just called me D-Fingers, and then it was just D-Fangs. Oh... Wow, that's like the weird evolution of Andy right there. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> and then was like so many people know me as D-Fangs. You guys could bust down the lines when you knew him by the what nickname he had going on. Right. Who goes with a stage name of D-F-A-N-G-Z? I don't know. I thought it was like a wolf thing. Everybody thinks it's fangs, like teeth fangs, but no, it's just like fingers. It's like Andy fingers. I thought, it was, oh my God, I thought it was a wolf thing. For <laughs> it's like, I guess he kind of looked like a, like a wolf a little bit. But you know what I liked about it? It was like six letters that really meant nothing together unless you decided it to be Yeah, something. it was very trippy. Is the D silent? Like the, the Django probably made that a very, a lot of, I bet a lot of people just thought I was fangs. The D is silent. That's why I thought it was like fangs, you know, like. I thought your logo for sure was going to be like an animal or something. I know you're sitting in front of the album, or at least I say this to everybody. I'm like, I sit everybody right in front of the my album from 2014. I think I wanted, I was on that uh, ludicrous hustle. I was like, yeah, I can sell albums out of the trunk of my car. How much do you sell, sell all those things? I think I sold a hundred CDs out of the trunk of my car. How old were you? Uh, that was 2014. It's 20 years old. Damn. 19 years old. You. We're old as shit. I'm not that old. I don't know. <laughs> I'm 25 feeling alive. I'm crushing it. Yeah, I'm old, man. You enjoy 25, bro. The internet is a huge opportunity. Well, I don't know. 25 is different for everybody, right? Because every time I realize like, I'm a pretty old soul, and my 25 right now is so different from other people's. Like, I'm, I, to I had a conversation with my old boss today uh, about something that I was supposed to go do that unfortunately got canceled and it was a speaking engagement. But I said, I was like, I'm never taking another job for somebody else again. Like, this is it. I'm done. And at 25, that's like a crazy kind of idea to me to just, I've had my, I, I, I well, I wrote a great article for this magazine called the Nomad Mag about like a personal essay. And I, I've been working since I was 12 and I've had a lot of bosses and 
um, I feel like the knowledge that I've amalgamated is just has is like got me to this place where I'm 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 done. But other people's yeah, other people's journey at 25 is not done working for other people. It's not like owning a house. It's not it's not these moments. And you know I'm not like it's not a brag. Like I drive the shittiest car of anybody I know. Um, in return, I get to have a house. It's the house poor. It's a real thing. Yeah, well, I don't, I'm not, it's not. Well, it's not like the poor, but it's like, I got bills to pay. Yeah, there's, there's other options where I can build equity and build my life in a different position. And, you know, my journey right now at 25, again, is not everybody else's journey at 25. But, um, I hope that people get stoked and realize that your side hustle can definitely be. Oh, hell yeah. Your real hustle, you know, like at what point did you think tattooing was going to be your hustle and we were talking earlier like is tattooing going to be your hustle forever probably not i don't i don't think so that's why though the thing is like uh i always loved it and everything but like i know that tattooing is is limited by the time your body's gonna last really your eyes ain't gonna last forever your fucking back and shit so you gotta you gotta have a plan because most jobs and stuff like i don't really i'm more i believe in the straight fact of working for yourself like that whole thing with getting those extra benefits and shit paid for like they pay a hundred bucks on your glasses or whatever your dental so they make you work there for years forever for them like i watch people work for places forever and then they just get they get fucking laid off or something or the company goes out and all of a sudden you have nothing to rely on and it's like you gotta think that you gotta hustle for yourself to get that fucking those benefits paid for yourself security is a hard thing i just heard the company that i left uh lost like uh a huge part of the revenue stream like one of the main distributors and that's you oh know, shit when you lose 50 percent of your revenue stream what's the pivot that would be fucked up uh but that's why you gotta have another side plan all the time right like you gotta it's not even a side plan like you just gotta make sure that you gotta know that things don't always last forever and be able to pivot be able you gotta to pivot. be smart you gotta just you just gotta make moves but it's kind of like i'm always looking at things like it's a hustle really because it, everything kind of is a hustle you gotta keep it moving keep it trying you gotta spend money to make money kind of shit and if you ain't really doing that you could sit on it but yo and let me back let me back up that up by your time is money yeah and if you don't you gotta value that, what you do with your time and the other thing is your fucking phone in your pocket is the biggest opportunity anybody has right now if you don't think you can have an opportunity in your side hustle and you're listening to this and you're like oh man i don't know i can't do it this isn't my journey this isn't my whatever like literally record yourself doing whatever you like to do and talk about and other people will be interested in what you do and what you talk about i kid you not oh yeah you just gotta record your shit most people i think but everyone feels all weird about did did anybody notice the super bowl yesterday was presented by youtube tv was it they said it multiple times damn yeah i'm a youtube content creator i don't know about youtube tv yet but i heard that on the super bowl like six times they stopped saying it after this after the second quarter but that's because more content like youtube watch hours outpowered cable watch hours last year oh yeah year. they're killing the cable youtube company. is the second biggest search engine on the internet second to google because people want to watch what they're doing interested they're interested in. in yeah 
So, like, again, anybody listening, if you think your fucking phone in your pocket is a Game Boy or something to look at pictures on and you're not looking at it as the next biggest business opportunity in the world, you're fucking up so hard. Uh, And that doesn't mean go on Instagram and create an Instagram portfolio. It means record videos, create content, put it out everywhere. Like there's so many places, there's so many avenues. Like if Instagram disappears tomorrow, I'm good. You can find the cannabis sommelier. Oh yeah, you got to make sure you ain't relying on one thing. If you're relying on one thing, that's going to get dangerous. But that phone, like the camera in it is That's inc- your access. It's is incredible. The, you can type. People can type so fast on phones. Like people that don't like to write by hand or write type on a keyboard. Like there's a generation that's fast as fuck on their phone and if you're not using that to like spread your message because you're too shy to talk or you don't want to plug in some fucking headphones to speak on a podcast like there's so many mediums to have your voice heard just like we said the internet gives a platform for absolutely anybody to be heard and you can capitalize on that in any way and you know what back to it i'm going on a rant now if you think you're gonna make money from it like see you later no nah, man you Fucking can't do for, it like that forget nah, about you're it you're fucked don't think about money at all money's the absolute last priority that ego help with shit all the time man C- create your reputation and make people respect you because your rep like i don't know if you ever played a video game but your rep is everything when you're trying to make any kind of a deal and when you have the reputation and you can give so much away for free and then you can finally ask for what you need it's a completely different game yeah it switches it up completely different you just always have to worry about though the fear of making like it sucks when a hobby or something you enjoy doing becomes a job no man i don't think so well to a point if you like start taking on too like it could become draining like i haven't felt that but like you can feel that where it's just like holy shit like or like i guess then it is what you want to do it's like a weird way where if you really enjoyed um I'm fucking stoked on what I'm doing. I made cannabis and wine my hobby, and I want to talk about cannabis, and I want to talk about wine, and I want to eat good food, and I want to meet the people that are changing the game. Well, maybe that's why I want. I always I said that I I feel like there's I, I'm looking for that that other thing past tattooing. That probably would be a reason why. Because I feel like before I could paint anything I wanted, and shit I wanted, but now it's like, but that's why I want to get a business going where I'm free to. What is it? You have your dab. Oh, I gotta do dab. It's okay. We're gonna both dab. As long as you don't forget where you were. We are at beers with buds, so gotta get the buds. As long as you don't forget to. Where were you at? Do you remember? No, oh, shit. I feel like it was going in an authentic route. I think it was like authenticity. You wanted to be like, don't, like figure out what you want to do, but you still gotta figure out who you are and what your mission is or something i wanted i wanted to make uh, a side hustle a business like get something going that's tattoo related or not something else that i can actually afford to pay my bills and whatever i got to do and just do the art that i'm looking to do like be creative freely without having because it's it's (coughs) cool to be creative to to live which is awesome i'm super thankful for it but then it comes to a point where it's just like it would be cool to like not make it something that you have to force it out where it's just like if you want to be free because creating art i feel like it takes me a little bit more some pieces i need a little more time to work with and it's not sometimes you got to pay some bills right so you got to get shit rolling right you got to work and draw that shit out 
but I always, I'm always very hard on myself and I always feel like I could do better on things. That's an artist's... Like, I always feel like it's just like, I always see Anybody that like, thinks their shit's the best yeah. and shit don't stink fucking sucks. And it's, it's, I wish I could just have a little more time in between. And that's why, like, once you get, like, the, the rep to actually, people will be a little more patient, understand. Like, it's, it's great now. I love my clients. And, but I still am living off tattooing straight. So I'd like to be a little more comfortably just being free, right? Just to. Well, you are a professional tattoo artist. Yeah. And I'm. I'm working, that's for sure, which is awesome. And I love all my clients. I have the sweetest clients. It's sick. You haven't tattooed me and I'm so stoked. Yeah, you've been so busy working, dog. You're gonna tattoo me here. Yeah, we we going we got we're, something going on. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna announce it on the podcast right now. We're gonna do a we're gonna do it like I don't even know what it's gonna be. Instagram live tattoo. We're gonna create some crazy content out of it. I'm gonna do a podcast while I get tattooed. We'll be smoking, drinking, and having a great time and who knows like maybe i'll let people vote on two dick or tattoo, three different dick tattoo, tattoos dick tattoo dick tattoo dick tattoo <laughs> what do you like i don't know because it's gonna be i feel like it's up to you what you tattoo on me i don't know what could it be something to represent this time in life so you can remember this that's an interesting idea like i, I was thinking about the wine glass with the cannabis leaf but i think you could it could be so much more intricate because i'm not that artistic and that's why i love wearing these beautiful pieces of art um <coughs> it's the wine glass with the sloth in it now <laughs> it was meant to be i'd be down with like a a, a bottle of like I'm thinking about what's the what's the label you I would want put to put it out so me. everyone else can vote for it. We'll pick come up with a couple ideas on the side here when you guys ain't around, and we gonna put it out. We'll let we'll let little people vote here. Let, let's see. Yeah, I'm in. I would do my favorite wine label with like a weed leaf falling over it. I would do a wine glass with a weed leaf, or maybe I would do like a wine bottle with canvas leaves crawling out. But I think I could be more inventive I than think that. You could, yeah, that, I think you could be more. Those are kind of lame. But, but you know every time i bring like tattoo ideas to the table those I, are just too like it's too predictable well my sleeve this was hilarious when i sent james the thing i wanted for my sleeve i sent him this picture like this this pirate it was like a skeleton pirate do you want to q-tip that i'll do it for you don't worry Q-tip, i'll do it i'll do it don't worry oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah you just put it down i sent him this picture of this like i said i wanted um he don't trust me with that shit i guess again here's my scary tattoo i wanted a I wanted a, a pirate ship, like a ghost ship, with um, a skeleton on the deck who would cut off like the pirate's head. And I want him like holding the pirate's head on the on the ghost ship. And uh, he sent me the picture like the day before. And it was crazy. It was like this, um, how do I even describe it? Uh, like a... A trippy image fuck that's not the right word god damn it it's escaping me anyways it's uh out of the wave break breaks like the skull and the skull is like blended into the waves and then it's like oh. the, the front of the ship and it's like it's like an actual ghost ship oh and it's super badass and it was way cooler oh the context was just not in the right order it was it was all there but not in the way you had seen it yeah yeah it's always a hard time because sometimes i get a lot of compliments on that too tattoo over for years oh hell yeah it's it's always a hard time interpreting because it is your job as a tattoo artist to interpret what they're 
trying to visualize. And we're a lot, since we work, we like pictures, we're a lot more descriptive with certain things or like images, right? We can yeah. describe certain things. But then sometimes when we're describing to them, it's like, oh, you want like neo-traditional style? They're like, yeah. Like you don't really know. Yeah. But sometimes tattoo shops are kind of intimidating where you don't want to look like an idiot. So you're just like, yeah, for sure, man. And then all of a sudden... Yo, here's what I yeah, want to do. Sorry, before this idea escapes, I want to do three tattoo drawings. Okay? Uh-huh. We let people vote which one I get and we create content out of and then which one that we give away and I'll pay for the tattoo. Oh. And we'll do like a we'll do like a collab giveaway and who, whatever the second one voted is, people can uh people can get that tattoo. Or, oh, the or whoever the they, winner they is. Yeah, the second voted tattoo. Yeah. Interesting. Out of the three. Okay. We can I scheme like on it later. I like that. that can... That's trippy. Do you think you should make it so they have to get the second voted item, though? Yeah, I do. All right, so you have to make sure that your four voted items aren't too personal to you. Mm, I guess they could have, they could change it up a bit, but they have to get a cannabis and a wine tattoo. Okay. All right, maybe we'll just make it so they do have to, then. I kind of like that, because I know you're idea will be way more beautiful than anything that i'm imagining it's gonna be like a straight plain 2d just a wine glass with a simple regular cannabis single line single needle it'll just be behind it no shading that'll be it it'll look like a basement one and it'll be popping that'll be sick that'll be the one that'll be even harder than regular bro you gotta keep that shit straight i know there's no shading to save your ass now you're just you're in it that's intense. That's the thing. If there ain't no shade, shading is the thing that sometimes can save you, man. For sometimes sure. Sometimes you have that little bit of some line, you can shade up to that shit and clean that up. Yeah, you got a jacked line, you can go real hard black. Sometimes, on it. but that's why, like, I like I love doing geometrical shit and all that stuff. And oh, do you? Line, yeah, that's I, trendy I, I enjoy right now, that. Hey? It's, the mandalas. Yeah, it's it's decently popular. Chicks love mandalas. It's or just line work's very important, and sometimes if you're gonna do something where there's no way to hide it with your shading to clean it up later not even hide it you clean it up as you go then i don't know you can see that shit i got some jack tattoos oh everybody does it's kind of the journey though it's it's not sometimes it's not even really about the tattoo right sometimes it's just about that moment in time totally i remember getting my uh baked illuminati eye in this tattoo shop and i sat there all day with my homies my one homie had got his first tattoo ever and he got la in skull hands over his heart oh, with like classic. east la whip shading so such a gangbanger tattoo like so ridiculous Does he still have it to this day it's his only tattoo shit uh other homie got like a lane like a flame ferris wheel and like it was like little kitty colors and it looked like a kind of what? a little kid's drawing it was pretty lame because the dude totally wasn't have... into it because the same dude did all these tattoos so i sat around the tattoo shop all day while these guys got their tattoos for like two four hours right and uh and then it's my turn to get tattooed, and everybody bails on me, and I'm like, whatever. And the dude's like, yo, are you cool if, uh, like, we go grab some beers and, like, smoke a blunt before we do this? Like, I've been working all day, and I'm like, yeah, man, like, that's what I've been doing all day <laughs> uh, without the beers, because nobody I was with was, I don't think anybody was 21 at this point, so we weren't drinking any so beers. So you couldn't drink any beers? So he went and bought my booze for Coachella, actually. And uh, I got like a, I got like 48 Budweiser and we sat in the shop and we smoked a blunt in the shop and drank beers 
<clears throat> and he did my my baked Illuminati eye in like the ditch of my no knee, and it was That's like the worst spot ever. It hurt so much, but it didn't actually hurt that much because I was just feeling good because the because you're drunk. But by the end, he was, I feel like he was drunk at the end. But he jacked one line super hard. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, at least it has a good story behind it. Well, it's good. It's all on my California leg because I first time I went to Coachella with Josh, our mutual friend. Rest in peace, Josh. Um, I went and got crossed blunts and a skull classic and weed leaves up my leg. And uh, that was my first California tattoo. And then next was, um, I think it was the baked Illuminati. I, what was the, I have so many California tattoos. I'm not remembering now. Uh, I didn't know you had that many of them. Yeah, so it was the cross blunt, skull and cross blunts, because I wanted to be like a pirate, skull and cross bones, yeah, skull yeah, yeah. and cross blunts. And I got the baked Illuminati eye, and then I got the Coachella bear, or I got the California bear wearing sunglasses yeah, 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 with yeah. the reflection of Coachella, and I got like East, East super like gang banger cholo Coachella script, and uh, actually I think that's all my all my California tattoos. How many more have you gotten since I've seen you though? I don't know. Because you've got more, right? No, I got that, and then, then I got that weed leaf given the middle finger, Yeah. and I got my brass knuckles with the 13 in it. Oh, but you haven't recently got a tattoo. I thought you were saying you got more. I got my ass done was the last thing I did, but it was only like my right butt cheek. Do you no. think you're going to have a suit one day? Yeah, that's the plan. That Yakuza one? Mm-hmm. Horimoto. Are you going to leave the, the Minowore down the middle? No, space. I'm already ruined. Oh, yeah, I guess no. Yeah, the skull. If I could have done so it again. So you're going to fill it, just, uh, you're going to collar it out? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I've been wanting to fill it all for a long time. Like, I wanted... Uh, you to... think you're going to do inside your armpit? Oh, I kind of have to, to not be a puss. I think I'm, that's where I'm going to, because they're, they're, they're only, like, they're little spaces. Well, check this out. I met this chick, and she, uh, I did a podcast with her for her podcast show. Anyways, uh, she had her armpits tattooed, and those were like some of what her was t- only it? tattoos. I don't know. Only tattoos? No, some of her own. She has a few, but like, I wasn't asking too deep, because to be honest, like, when I hear armpit tattoos, I just think, I'm scared instantly. It couldn't be that bad. I watched my homeboy Josh <gasps> do it, and it wasn't that bad. No, man. Don't you remember? Like, I felt like it was like lasers. The last time we got close to my armpit, it was like lasers running through my body. I heard the middle doesn't hurt, though. As bad. As bad, probably. It all hurts so much. but I, I hear can... the edge. If you just get past that, you're cool. But it probably sucks. Because I want to color it in, so it's probably going to suck. Because I think I do the, the, the bars all the way through. The Japanese black bars right into it. Yeah, see, I'm jealous. Because I don't have like any like distinct shading pattern. You know what I mean? Like I got the... I got the you get it now. I got the wisp. Yeah, I, it could be fixed in. But I don't think I could ever have like... Well, I do have wind movement on my back, like classic Japanese wind movement. Oh, yeah? So that could fill in. It always could connect up, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm lucky because I have these huge pieces, so it'll connect no matter what. You're just going to be that wine guy wearing a suit. You're going to look like an ex-con. Oh, my God. Sarah, we're in Cuba, and this one guy actually was... This was when I was uh, didn't even have my back done, just part of my front. He got, like, concerned... And waited over in the pool to like make sure Sarah's all good and like <laughs> sauce out my story. And I was like, man, I'm just like, it's interesting how people stereotype you for different things. 
you you're, know you're a, uh, you look like a french criminal <laughs> well yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> what, like what french prison did you escape from it's, you, pro- you probably had little shorts on, didn't you? Always. Let's be real about yeah, it. Cause yeah, because I, yeah. I want to show off my tats yeah, on yeah. my upper you had legs. The little, yo, that's why people are just like, why do you wear the shortest shorts? But I'm like, because my tats. Bro, yeah. I spent I didn't all get my this money. all tattooed up to fucking hide these bitches. Yeah, there's only so many times where yeah, it's appropriate man. for me to show off like, my like, tattoos. Right now, I'm wearing long ass. I'm all covered up. You can't even really me see too. them all. They're all like, right? yeah. Absolutely every inch of me, you can't see that I have a tattoo right at the, now. At the gym, I'll let them pop a little bit. Let them pop a little bit. Yeah, so... That's why I got short shorts. Short shorts are the shit. So, it's cool that they're cool again. Thank God. Thank God. I know long board shorts were lame. Yeah, man. I can't believe I thought those were cool. I thought super baggy jeans were really cool, so don't worry. But our tight... I, I Maybe we're just on the trend again. Are, are tight jeans not cool again? No, tight jeans are great. I, I don't think anybody's going back from tight jeans. You don't think so? I don't think that I don't think it's going anywhere. The cuts that are going on now look the best. If anything, like think about what people have always defined futuristic looks as, as tight and clothing. it's always a jumpsuit or like a bodysuit. Yeah, but that's because like the world has died and we need oxygen or some shit and we're trying to survive. We got like this fucking tech little suit that's all like air powered and shit. I know clothes look good right now, I think. I don't like like I wear joggers most of the time, but I don't really like how they look. I just like the fact that the ankle's cuffed and it's appropriate that I can wear it out yeah, in public. The, the Oh, but you can't become the guy who becomes the dude who wears the the sweatpants out all the time. You know, dude, I wear a pants. suit outside like <laughs> 85% of the time. I'm just warning the people. I know. That shit okay, is everybody else, yeah. I, well, I go out in sweats every once in a while. We both got to get a little munch in here, yeah. Get some spicy calabrese. I actually ate that calabrese and then I rubbed my eye mid-conversation. <laughs> and I was trying and it was like getting all warm and shit. And you're getting you're like, I'm going on this rat, and you put down the fucking rig, and my eye was just my right eye was on, on fire. fire. I was just like, You're such a fucking idiot. Why would you touch your eye? Cause at first I was like, What the hell was that? I'm like, why why is it get a little it's getting a little fucking sensitive on that right side? I made hot sauce a few days ago. For a video, so I'm chewing. And uh, this is ASMR shit, bro. They love this shit. So I made, so I made sour diesel Serrano Scotch bonnet hot sauce, and it's crazy. Like I nailed it. I've been making, I made of quite a few sauces, and uh, it's been approved by a dude who's worked at Noma, three star restaurant, the three Michelin star restaurant. Calgary's best chef nominee, Chef Alicia Bross, and uh, and Chef Dean Barker, in the states. I sent some of my infused hot sauce to the states. Oh damn! And uh, it's all it's all super chef approved. So now I think I gotta make my sauce. But anyways, I made a video of me making the sauce, which I'm not gonna release because I gotta keep that close apparently because it is a great sauce. Um, so are you I dropped release the bl- video. I dropped the blender blade on myself. What the fuck? And I got hot sauce. I got this hot sauce in the open cut because there's hot sauce all over the blender blade. Oh, fucking A. And I hadn't eaten all day, so I almost passed. It was terrible. You know, it was so funny. I've never, like, I'm, you've, I get tattoos. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with b- blood and cuts most of the oh. time. But I got this little tiny cut, like, between my finger, and I freaked out because I thought it was way bigger. And I had a straight up panic attack. How did like, you cut it when you're cleaning it? No. It's on video. It's pretty funny. It's actually. on video. 
I could probably show you like me cutting myself right now. Oh, it's now all good. We'll watch another time. <laughs> that's for sure. That's crazy. But I'm pouring out my sauce and the blender blade falls out from the middle of the blender oh. and I go to catch the blender blade. Yeah. It's just a natural reaction. Bad idea. I can't believe you tried to catch that thing. You're I idiot. felt so... Well, I pulled back really quickly because I didn't commit to it. I realized... Uh, yeah. What, yeah, I realized what I was doing real quick. Damn, that sucks. At least it was just a tiny cut, but you freaked out just because it went, was burning. Yeah, so I went ghost white. Like, I ran away. And I was like, oh, it's burning because I got hot sauce in it. And I was running under cold water, and Are I was good. you supposed to put milk on it, too? No. Is I that was, how it works? Because <laughs> it's hot. Because, like, I know you're supposed to drink milk. Like, you're like, I need some Greek yogurt. Put your finger Greek in yogurt, that shit. Greek. No, and then I, and then I like, out of nowhere, probably because I hadn't ate, I started feeling like I was going to vomit. I was like... And then I was like dry even. I was like, oh, this is terrible. And I had my hand above my head because I thought I was bleeding way more. And I'm like dry even and I'm ghost white and I'm sweating. It was like, I was, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. It was bad. I sat down like, thank God Sarah was there because I was fucked up. Oh my gosh. She saw you in that. She knows you. I was like, I need you. Oh God. That's the one of those moments you're just like, I'm weak and I need somebody to take care of me. Yo, at least you got someone there, man. When you're just doing that and you're just like, bro. Oh, you, damn. You I got to man up and do this shit. I made this video and I cut myself as I'm like finishing my spiel, right? Like I'm pouring out the hot sauce and I'd be like, this is it. I'm done. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but I cut myself. I'm like, oh, God, I cut myself and I run away off camera. Oh, my God. And then I was like, and so I like have this panic attack and like freak out from cutting myself. Was this and live? I, no, I didn't. I turned the we turned the cameras off. Oh damn! And uh, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta finish. Like I gotta finish this. Shut the fuck up. And so I go back on the camera. It's so funny because I have I, the lights are all the same, the cameras are all the same, and we roll again. And I'm literally like fifty shades whiter. Like I I look like a ghost. And I'm like, oh my god, sir. Like and I look back on it. I'm like, I look terrible. And she's like, you should have seen yourself five minutes before. Like you looked awful oh my like, god i didn't even know how you did that and i was like well i thought it'd be funny she's like <laughs> so you did upload that video did you no it's staying close because apparently the hot sauce is like a national treasure but you didn't even upload the blooper reel the jackie chan reel the jackie chan reel jackie chan was my favorite actor when i was a kid john wayne and jackie oh, hell chan yeah bro those are my dad's two heroes john wayne and jackie chan i've never seen john wayne in my life what i don't even know who that is Oh man, he was the man's man. Cowboy? Yeah, he is a cowboy. The Duke. He's uh How many movies this guy got? I bet like a hundred. What? A lot of cowboy movies. Let's look up the John. These are like black and gray fucking movies though, aren't they? Started but then by like this the late the sixties and seventies there were lots of lots of uh like Big Jake, great movie, The Duke. I love John Wayne movies. I don't even because my dad loved John Wayne movies because they're old. Guy's been dead for a long time. Like the f- the face of this guy died in 1979. Uh, True Grit, The Quiet Man, Rio Bravo, The Alamo, The Shootist, The Searchers, El Dorado. Oh, these are all such great movies. I'm getting great memories right now. Big Jake, like I said, great movie. Rio Lobo, Rio Grande, The Undefeated, The Green Berets. Here, I'm going to show you these covers. You can okay, I need to see these give covers. Give it a scroll. This is John Wayne. Look at that guy. That guy was the biggest man's man, biggest star in American 
film. 1969, 1952, Jesus Christ. I told you, I'm like Dude, a... Dude, you watch this shit? I'm like a 60-year-old man in a 25-year-old body. This is why I collect vinyl and... Yeah, Turntables and... This is like what you would see, like, that crazy guy in a movie that has that garage filled with this stuff. And you go in there, you're like, you're really into, like, uh, that old-timey stuff. I've got some cool-ass friends. I've made some cool-ass friends through one. One of my buddies, Steve Goldsworthy, writes movies and he, like does models and stuff and he knows so much movie trivia and it just i love spending time with him because he just tells me such cool shit always which one's your favorite of all those yeah big jake or the duke big jake and the duke the shooters is a good one too big jake and the duke. no those are two different movies oh well which one's the top one big jake's pretty money but the dukes the, the duke that was like John Wayne's nickname. Oh, the Duke. I've never seen these. I'll, I'll, I'll try watching one of them. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Dude, they're sweet. Honest, you, like they're they're fucking awesome. Look at listen to this quote: "Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway." Talk low, talk slow, and don't talk too much. Life is tough, but it's tougher <laughs> when you're stupid. <laughs> You have a mustache where you're saying that, so it's... Just <laughs> More quotes. This guy's a fucking brilliant. Tomorrow hopes we have learned something from yesterday. You guys can't see his eyebrows right now, but he's actually raising them at me as he Ooh, says them. This one's core. <laughs> never apologize and never explain. It's a sign of weakness. I don't agree with that one. I think you should apologize if you're wrong. And you should explain why you thought you were right even if you are wrong i feel like i got in trouble in school my dad's trying to explain to me the lesson with movie quotes <laughs> this is the most this is the most old-timey one this is the last one in the list oh no this is number 10 or number one? Ten. Oh, everything okay. is in black and white i say why the hell not <laughs> what the what was number one again <laughs> it was a good one courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway all right, that that's pretty badass. That's a lot better than number ten. Damn, number ten was. How is that even number ten? Well, number nine is if you've got them by the balls and their hearts and minds will follow. That's still better than number ten. Number ten was a little. Was, number ten's a it little. It looks like they just threw it in there just to fill. He was a the, Republican. Yeah, they just like fill the spot. Just put put a number ten on there. It should have been top nine. Yeah, he's a badass mother. Just so badass. Ugh. Do you watch these black and gray videos? Well, a lot of them are in color, but yeah, I have watched the black and black. And oh, a lot of them in color. Yeah. I don't. I don't watch a lot of those old ass movies. No offense to anyone who likes them. I just. I. I don't know. Some of that old production kills my soul. In a world that needed action. Here. Am I tripping balls right now? <laughs> One man. Look at this. This is an intense movie trailer. You're actually playing this podcast. Yeah, here, fucking... here. Watch, take, take it, watch the video. I don't even know what's going on, but it was supposed to be John Wayne quotes. I'm going to load up another dab for us. It's a, uh, there's the a black and gray cowboy and the he's standing as the, the camera's cut close to his face and that's an inspired hero. Dude, I would die watching this. Yeah, there's a bunch of cowboy scenes with everyone in black and gray with some bow whips. 
And it is one of those old-timey things that you, you would think it is. Is that a green screen or is that just real HD? <laughs> These are real places, man. You look so stoked about that. Dude, these movies are epic. You're like, those are real places. <sighs> these movies. This is that the, the shows on that, that classic channel that everyone always passes over. <laughs> is this the Bravo channel? Is that what it was? TMC. Or is it, uh, what's the classics channel? Man, look at how badass this guy is. I can't is. believe you can handle, I can't handle those, man. Oh, he's badass. <laughs> dude you know that old man would kick the shit out of nobody <laughs> dude he would kick the shit out of a lot of people i feel that like there's old a lot of man that i would push his ass over bro. bro old man strength is nothing to fuck with honest if you guys saw this dude he was clearly at least like 60 years old yeah he might have had a he drink, was retired for problem. sure this guy had a fucking little bit of a gut. He wasn't even physically fit 60-year-old. This is like a guy <laughs> who's been chilling out. It was a different time. This was America's stud, okay? This yeah, is their hero. This is, see, we're in a very pretty comfortable time. This guy was in a rough cowboy time, but he somehow acquired enough belly fat to get a belly in this time of hunger and hard work. He was living good. John Wayne was never poor. Exactly. Serious, the Duke wasn't wasn't on a cattle drive without a Chucky. He had enough calories to keep the energy intake going, so he could just burn them, and he wasn't tiring out. Everyone else would just die of starvation, not defeat. <laughs> Honestly, I love uh, I love John Wayne movies. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of the one where he has all the little all the kids, and he teaches them how to be don't even ropers. Is this gonna happen? Oh, I do <laughs> ropers. So. Did you ever dream of being a cowboy at some point in your Every life? Every day of my life, man. I grew up in Calgary, Alberta. Have you rode a horse? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I've never rode a horse, bro. You think if you fell off one, you, you could fuck shit up? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. They're a long way up, dude. Yeah, that fucking scary, bro. You should uh, go ride a horse. You should take a date out on a, ho a horseback riding thing this summer. I think I'd do that, but like, where do you do that? How do you how do you find a place to do like Actually, just Google search on, that shit? Just there's lots on Groupon, um, but where oh, you live where you live is kind of one of the most. I live downtown. No, you live in Calgary, Alberta. Oh, this our surrounding area is like cowboy land. Oh, you gotta drive a bit out. Yeah, well, you go. To what do you do? You just ride a horse around. You go to Kananaskis and you go ride like up the mountain. Oh, like you go. Oh, I see my friends do that. Where you drive, <laughs> drive it. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. Where you ride that horse through the the four the little trail, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, crazy! Why have you done that? Mm -hmm. How hard does it control that little beast? You don't need to worry about it. it. Follows the road. Oh, really? What if it starts going buck? How do you? They teach you how to control that little guy. They've already done it, and. So, uh the thing about it is you, you kinda, sound so trustworthy sometimes you You're gotta just like they've already done it i'm like you are the the most confident in these horses like don't even worry about it they know riding a horse is all good once the horse is broken it's like, broken this motherfucker's got apples he's chill you never rode a that's crazy yo i was born on the year of the horse and i've never even like i think i might have petted a horse me once when i was a kid a couple times when i was a kid but i don't remember as an adult touching a horse you've never felt a horse galloping underneath you no sick feeling doesn't it hurt your balls a little bit you or stand something? up oh so it takes a lot when of, it gallops, takes a lot of strength on when his legs when you're sitting 
No, it's like riding a galloping quad. I don't know. A galloping quad. A quad has wheels. Yeah, Ford and horse has four legs. Wheels roll. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned the wheel, my friend. You're not going to help us in the zombie infestation. I love, uh, horses are fucking awesome. You got to go ride a horse. I think horses are terrifying. Why? To be honest. They're friendly, man. They're big. Yeah, split it with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we see. Cheers on the last Cheers. piece of meat. We crushed that whole board. That was a good one. That was a good board. We had to split it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horses are just kind of, they're really big and terrifying. I don't know, everyone thinks horses are kind of, like, beautiful. I think nope. I think they're kind of weird looking. They are. It's got, like, these weird feet things does it, that are, like, Dude, big it's nails. Huge. It's, like, one big nail, literally. Yeah. And this motherfucker can run through snow with that shit. Dude, it is a big nail. They, can, they literally nail shoes onto them. I've been watching videos of how they clean them. And it is terrifyingly weird. Clean horseshoes? And replace them or like clean, like, I guess they reshape the hooves underneath. Mm-hmm. Like, clean out the dead material. And they literally scrape it out. And it's all like mud at first, like dirt. And they scrape inside the nail with like this scoop shovel thing. And they shape out this intricate shape between the little middle vein. Yeah. And it's like a little horseshoe inside. But they cut out quite a bit. It's almost surprising how much of that is actually nail it's pure yellowy tan white underneath yeah and they just reshape and these guys like put down the horse foot and they get down and the good ones they see the angle of how the horse's ankle is and stuff and they're like oh this horse has a light side strut because of this so they'll trim off more on one side and that's all from just the beautiful magic of youtube suggestions so the power of youtube is quite there for sure it's better than tv because i never would have watched that on tv ever a farrier is what a horseshoe specialist is a farrier yes it was the weirdest thing you should look it up sometime that shit is it's super cool and then if we had a jamie we could have watched that shit right we could have watched a farrier and then you would just be like god damn well it's it's, yeah it's just they fit huge animals with amazing steel shoes and then it starts with the blacksmith that's before the shoes even on there man oh yeah the way that they carve it they're just cleaning it out yeah, it's it cut out like this much at the inside. Like that's like two inches, maybe. They it looks like it. an inch and a half. Yeah, it's they like hollow it out. It's quite hollow underneath, generally. It's intense. But then I guess it gets packed full of dirt and shit. I guess I never. Yeah, well, think they walk through the dirt. Well, what the fuck does it do if people ain't there? Because I've seen these uh, the hoof disease where it like curls over and like there's like overgrown hooves on rams and shit, and it looks like a giant curly ass huge toenail sounds like an ingrown toe so like but what do you do in the wild if there was no one to trim it you're just fucking dead i think you dead. bite it or you knock it off how the fuck is that motherfucker gonna bite that well what do you think a a dog does or like a wolf does they get claws they dig keep it low but like yeah you rub it on stuff and i wonder it makes me tripped out i, sh- I wish we could ask a specialist we're going to get a specialist on it. We're going to talk to We're going to get person. a specialist. I, I actually know a guy. This is actually Pawn Stars. <laughs> He's um, going to be here in 10 minutes. No, that's that's kind of a hilarious idea. I think that, that animal is probably just like either destined to fail in the wild or that was just the way it was supposed to be. You know, a little bit of ingrown hoof disease. We're all so aware of our ailments because of Dr. Google. Anything that goes wrong with us, we can just look it up and it's like, yeah. I'm, uh, what are the people that are allergic to gluten? Celiac? Yeah. I'm a celiac. I don't do... Is it a celiac? I'm not good with gluten. 
I learned from a Joe Rogan podcast that <laughs> there's this that rye bread and like slow fermented rye bread is way lower on the glue. What's the word I'm looking for? God damn it! What are celiacs allergic to? Gluten. <laughs> gluten. Yeah, on the gluten scale. I'm looking something. at your face. Just your. It's like, is he gonna get this? No, there's no way I was remembering. You look like you had it on the tip of your tongue. You knew it started with a gl. Gl gl I always wonder if if gluten, what it really does to a bunch of people. I'm lucky that it, I don't feel like it affects me, but I haven't really tried to fuck around with that too much. I'm allergic to dairy. Yep, you and me both, and we're both just eating fucking cheese here. Mm, it's processed dairy that really messes me up, I realized. Oh, really? I wonder now. That one time you gave me that lactose pill here, and that shit really worked well. It was crazy. You haven't bought more? You're ignorant. I, I could have bought more, but... They're so cheap, and they work so, so well. easy to go in that pill pe- section. I have people that come over all the time, they're like, no, I can't drink milk, I can't eat cheese, because something that people should learn, I love to have meat and cheese and... Give me the luxuries and forego all the rest. But people are like, oh, I'm lactose, so I can't eat cheese. And I'm like, here's a lactose enzyme. And I'm like, how did it work? And they're like, it works so well. Thanks. And it's like, did you get any? It's, no. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I was just waiting for your you sponsorship to like send me some. So yeah, lactose. Anyone out there who is looking for a lactose sponsorship, I will take that shit. This I show just, is brought to you by Lactease. The I enzyme, feel like people. the more I eat it, maybe my body will... Get used to it. Acclimate to it. I told this story where I, where when I went to the winery, I was trying to drink four liters of homo milk every two Damn. days because I wanted to gain weight. I was working so hard. I was like, I just want to get jacked. I want to put some weight on. But you're lactose, man. Yeah, well, I shit my pants for a few days and then uh, and then it started getting better. And then it was like It was all a good. rough journey though, wasn't it? Yeah. I could see in your eyes that was a journey. <laughs> you had to dedicate to that wasn't great let me tell you oh i bet you those first at least the first couple of fucking days were fucking hell on earth and then i went to walmart and those you you remember those snack pack things with the cheese oh with the, the cheese and the ham, ham and the, and the, the crackers. crackers you yeah. never know if you should make it a double or a single they, they were on sale for like 69 cents for some reason and oh I, and that's I, cheap i bought like 50 of them i could eat one of those right now yeah they taste weird I those taste i bought i bought them as an adult now my parents never would buy me them because they're like Three I bucks. I think that's at three bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought them as an adult. The ham one holds up. The fucking pizza, that does not hold up. <laughs> the pizza's jank. Oh, the chicken nuggets, they do not hold up. No. As an no. adult, have you tried any of the treats that you liked as a kid, any of the snacks as an yeah, adult? Yeah, some of them are really gross. You know what's fucking awesome? Wagon wheels. Yeah, oh. those are still good. Uh, Twinkies. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Bomb those. ass. The zebra cakes. Uh, do you ever have those? Zebra cakes. You gotta go to Walmart and get those zebra cakes. That's some real poor white people food. Have you tried Gushers again, though? No. I they're, they're bomb. They're okay. They're a little sweet, in my opinion. It's just kind of almost like pure sugar when you just know what it is. Like what about some... the Scooby-Doo fruit snacks? That's something I would have tried again. They're all right. I think the frosting is just like, damn, it's like too little still. I think it's a little... Remember when you were a kid, that was never enough? It was never enough. It was love, a bullshit I love amount. those fruit snacks. But you know what I do like are the Welch's fruit snacks. Oh, As those are still so good. As an adult, My sister always has great. like a bunch in the ba- uh, basement where she's, she's at. I always just like take them. 
It's just like when I come in, I was like, eh, I'm gonna, she has a little jar, just take a couple. They're, they're so good, but they're, I feel like those bags are too little too. Who are they feeding with these tiny little portions? Children. Are those for children? Yeah. God damn. Those little humans don't eat that much on that. <laughs> I bet you a baby won't, oh, you probably can't give them more. Probably not a good idea. They'll explode. No, they'll just have so much energy, they'll run you down. They're trying to keep the parents alive. That's what it is. <laughs> The parents would die if that child had that much energy. <laughs> Hanging out with little kids, man. That's when I realized. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I feel like I'm always going 100 too much. Hanging out with the kid, I'm like, those motherfuckers go. Sarah's a nanny. She's got two. Yeah. She's always like, I'm burnt out. And I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, like, your they brain. Don't stop. Your body. You just try to eat. You're just like, what's break time with kids around? There's no breaks, man. No, there's nothing. You're there's literally, nothing. You're, you're working. I need a pee break, and I think we've been talking for a long time, so... I need um, a pee break, too. Yeah, that's it. We're out of beer. We've had the dabs. We've had the chats. Yeah. Tell everybody your parting thoughts. Well, I think, uh, what, about what? About the whole podcast? About okay. you, about the podcast, about life. Uh, you know, if you were to give, like, an inspirational speech, what would you say? Do whatever the fuck you want to do, but make sure if you're going to do it, you go all the way. You can't let fear kind of hold you back. Only you can beat yourself. And, you know, enjoy yourself. Life's short. Have some fucking fun. <laughs> Word. This is Enso Kong. You can find me on Instagram. E-N-S-O underscore C-N-O-N-G. I nearly fucked up my own Instagram name. <laughs> That's okay. Can they find you anywhere else? Are you going to make YouTube content or what's I got up? some shit going on, some plans. We got something things in the work here. But mostly right now, I'm just running off Instagram. And I got a Facebook page, which is Kong, Kong Lab Tattoos. You guys can find me there and uh, come say hello at Enso Tattoo downtown, 17th Ave sometime. Yeah, maybe you'll see me there shirtless. Shirtless. Or, or pantsless getting my ass shaded. <laughs> if you're, only if you're lucky. On that note, uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Fuck yeah, bro. That was sick. Cheers. We're going to have to do that little catch up. We're going to have to try that shit out. 100%. All those little baggies. Yeah. We'll let you guys see that. It'll be live. It's a and lot you're of gonna blood. get a vote on those tattoos, so be ready. Yeah. We're doing that. You're gonna make the you're gonna make the drawings, we're gonna put it out there. It's gonna be a big thing. Do they get a vote where it goes? Or is it just fucking you no, pick it where it goes? I think goes. that's where you I think you well, yeah, I'm picking. It's gotta be on my <laughs> leg or something. Because it can't oh, be yeah, in, in a non throwaway spot. Okay, so we're gonna have the we're gonna have the vote. We're gonna have the tattoo yeah. giveaway. We're gonna try the cannabis. It's gonna be crazy. You guys better follow Enzo Kong on Instagram. Check me out, the Cannabis Psalm. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to rate the podcast. Cheers. Until next week. Have a good night, guys. Good day. Shit. Peace.